Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Welcome to another episode of the RPG Show. Uh, today's host is me, Nick. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh my God, Gantner! And I'm joined today by the dedicated Kevin. I'm going to 100% this game no matter what. Kujaski and the elusive Travis Glenn 2.0 Farmer. Hey guys, what's up? I'm doing all right. Uh, how far did you get on this one, Glenn? Um, I don't know, like, what, mission 13 or something? Better than sequel, didn't I? Almost halfway. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I was enjo- I was pr- fairly enjoying it, but I had to teleport down for two weeks, and then I was just like, uh, I don't... Yeah, fuck it. No, I understand. It's definitely not a game for everybody. No, like... Well, the guy, the guy I was working with, he... F- he's somebody... I don't really trust that much, and I can't. He's annoying. You won't leave me the fuck alone. So I couldn't really like to sit there and focus at work, play the game. I play for like play something for like ten minutes and put it down and go do something. I can't really do with that game. With this game. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, you have to actually. Yeah, I can forget, forget what the fuck I'm doing and come back and then get cheap shot into a fucking window and I'm like, God damn it. Uh, so speaking of the game we're playing, uh, it is Natural Doctrine. Um, it, it released on the PS3, PS4, and the Vita, um, but I still don't think it sold more than 50,000 copies in Japan after it was released or something like that. Like, so not very many people are interested in this. For all three systems? Uh, yeah, apparently. I just looked on the wiki, and it was like, I don't... Let's see, when did this release? Uh, it released April 3rd, 2014, and as of July... 2014, they'd only sold uh, 50,000 copies across all platforms in Japan. Well, which we, is damn. we are full four, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I guess before we really get into this, uh, what have y'all been up to? Um, I mean, I really just been playing a bunch of platformers and looking with Disco Elysium, and I just started Eastward. Uh, this morning. Cool. Okay. What's Eastward about? Uh, do y'all remember the trailer I showed you? It's like the like Earthbound Zelda looking game. That's right. That's right. Is it? Yeah, I just can't. 
it's like the futuristic click thing or whatever or yeah yeah it's like it just came out uh this morning so i've been dicking around with it but i'm not that far like 30 minutes in oh, okay how you like i need it? to think how you like in disco do you like it or do you not like it i mean I, yeah i mean it, it's something i probably would drop if or would have dropped earlier if it wasn't for the show but anyway, it's, a, it's a cool game i get tired of reading all the shit a lot of times it burns me out as i take a break why don't you just let the voice actors go because I can't understand what the fuck they're saying half the time. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I can make out the voices, but like, I, I have to go back and like read what they're saying to like make out the whole, like everything to put it in my fucking brain. Gotcha, gotcha. Sometimes there's like, they're just like rambling on. I'm like, I mean, what the fuck are y'all even talking about? I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, when they start explaining some dumb shit, I, I, I definitely like uh, skip some of that shit. Especially if it's like an annoying character that I don't really give two shits about. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't... But then like, I'll start hitting circle and skipping it, and I'm like, god damn, they have so much to fucking say, there's no way in hell I was going to read all that. Right. But it's a cool game. Yeah, that's that's basically what I've been doing since uh, beating this one, was I started this, and then... Well, I did the Tales demo, because I was like only an hour, just so I can get a, get a feel for it. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's the demo, so I'm not, like, uh, basing a lot on it, but to me it felt like all the other Tales games I played, but... Or, like, a... Well, I think the, com- the combo's probably... I mean, the combo's probably pretty similar. The story's supposed to be a lot darker than the usual Tales game. Right, and, like, you don't know... It doesn't say anything about the, uh... Like, when you're playing a demo, you don't know anything about the story. It's, like, the characters are interacting, like... You know, like, they all know each other and everything at this point, so... It's kind of, like, dropped in the middle of something. I feel like it's not... I feel like it's not, like, the beginning of the game. It's, like... Yeah, it might not be. Because all the characters are there, and they're having, like, their discussions and stuff, and I'm... I'm yeah, I don't think you get all the characters until, like, 20 hours in or some shit, so... so yeah, I'm assuming that, uh... Yeah, you start with the, the two main characters, and you add more as you go throughout the game. Like most games, but... Yeah, I just got my PS5 copy yesterday. I'm sending the PS4 one back since I got the PS5 coming hopefully by Saturday. Finally joined the group, huh? Yeah, I had to, I did the GameStop bundle though. My wife was all over it. She was like fucking telling me all she kinds of shit about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Just fucking get it. Like I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think that you almost got it and you didn't get it. Um, but the games, the games I bought. The GameStop bundle's easy, a lot easier to fucking get, because all the scalpers are on top of that. Is this because they, uh, they email you before, or how's it, like, how did she get it? Well, she was following all those fuckers on a bunch of followers, people on Twitter and another site, and yeah, I mean, the GameStop easy access, or the early access for being a, I didn't be a pro member to get that shit. Damn. I'd spend fifteen dollars to get the fucking <laughs> the early access. Then I had to spend like seven hundred eighty dollars total for the fucking bundle with tax and shit. Oh, and then it comes with Ghost of Tsushima, which I do kind of want to play at some point, but I don't want the motherfucker for seventy goddamn dollars, like brand new. I don't give a fuck about it that much. And then it comes with NBA Two K, which I'm gonna try to just, like sell those for like fifty dollars a piece and maybe get some money back. But I don't know if I'll be able to. And then you get like the fifty dollar gift card. And then, uh, year of PS Plus, I guess. 
So if, if face value, it's all worth it. It's just a lot of money up front. Yeah, the only thing is, like, those sports games, like, lose value. It's like, like, as soon as... Yeah, I probably going to sell it within the next, within the next month. Yeah. Or trading the, or trading the GameStop for a dollar fifty <laughs> right now. That's terrible. See, I, I was kind, I was kind of leaning towards the digital, even though I really didn't want a digital, because the digital was, like, a hundred dollars cheaper, and then the, um... The bundle was better because they just sort of give you a hundred dollar gift card to the PSN store, so I wouldn't have to worry about trying to like resell fucking games and shit. But well, the good thing about the PS5 dig or disc version is you can put the PS4 disc in there, so like that's the like the good thing. Well, yeah, that. but I mean, I I don't even think there's any PS4 digital games I'm ever going to buy. Like everything I buy at this point now is just PSN sales, you know, which is pretty much all my shit is really. The only time I buy anything disc. Is like a day one thing. That way, I can resell it within that month if I want to to get a little bit of money back. Gotcha. I don't. I don't keep down my shit. And I'm not. I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not. I'll buy a bunch of shit on PSN sales if it's like five, ten dollar games. I don't give a shit. Nick, what are you been up to? What's that? So, what have you been playing? Um, Disco Elysium mainly. Um, and then been kind of working on my PS3 backlog with some older shit. I seen you playing something the other day on there. Uh, I forgot that. Uh, yeah, I was playing. So I picked up uh, the Voltron game. Played that for a little bit. Uh, I was playing Dragon Ball Z Battle of Z, and then uh, doing some Tom Clancy's Hawks Two. Not that the Dragon Ball Z is, is that a fighter game? So I seen you're playing some kind of fighting game. Uh, it's kind of a fighting game. <laughs> it's like a uh, so the Dragon Ball Z one, you like fly around in the air, and then you can run around on the ground and shit. And like it's a it's a pretty much like an arena fighter, I guess, where you get loaded into a map, and you're typically fighting like one to five other characters, and you have your own team of characters you can pick. Um, Would you play online? Because I've seen where you got like some trophy for doing ten matches or some shit on your. Uh, yeah, so all this crap, I'm just trying to like get all the online trophies done mainly. But this particular game, unfortunately, you have to like actually play the game to unlock characters that you have to use in online mode to get trophies. I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit. That is, but online trophies should be completely a separate plot, anyways, of the game with not. Let alone mixing the two together like that. Exactly. Especially when they just don't have, like, a peer-to-peer -peer thing set up, and they have, like, some stupid online server that they take down after three years, and it's like, you guys are assholes. Yeah. Sometimes they take Now nobody can like play this game. You're like, you don't even get a year sometimes on that shit. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, especially some, like, the bigger name games, too. Like, didn't, like, Last of Us pull their online shit off, like, fairly early into the, like, I was saying it was in the first few years. Yep. I mean, you know, people were, people love that shit, and you know Naughty Dog has the fucking money to keep putting it up there. Mm -hmm. I guess they don't care. Yeah, uh, like, for some reason, Little Babe Planet was still going up until, like, March or May of this year or something like that, and then somebody somehow got access to the server, like, keys or whatever you need to, like, log in and fuck with the server, and they fucked with the server, and instead of like changing the key or like reconfiguring figuring the system or whatever, like they shut all the little big, big little big planet servers down, and then fucked like sat on their thumbs for 
uh, however many months it's been until now, and then they're like, yeah, so we kind of like did something, and we're just going to shut down the servers for the PS3 and the Vita, and we'll bring the server back for the PS4 game. Thanks for playing. Damn. It's like, wow. Isn't that game, that game's all online, right? Uh, no. Like, you could play it offline, but, like, the whole point of the game is to, like, download other people's levels and play them and shit. So, like, now there's no point in playing the game, really. Right. But, I guess that's enough uh, talking about other shit, so, uh, let's talk about some natural doctrine. Um. Yeah. So, the, I guess the premise of this game is the world is, like, a place where... It's kind of uh, like old school fantasy, like swords and sorcery with humans fighting other races with magic and weapons and uh, like territory disputes and whatever. Uh, and the only like fortress, I guess, like main like city for humanity is known as Feste. And uh, they we use this as the like... Stories, the story doesn't like explain a lot. Just to be be fair, it's like it's. I feel like it's only partially being told. You know, they didn't like have a lot of depth to, to the world. Yeah, and they offer information on things like in like one or two senses, and then they like play it off as a joke or something, and you never hear from it again. It's like okay, I was kind of interested in that, but yeah, they had some cool on. ideas, I think, but they just never it never fleshed out, and I think that's part of the problem with with people have with the game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, well, have they made anything? I think you said before. What did they make before this? Lollipop Chainsaw. Just, did you play that? I haven't, but I do have it. Apparently, it's a fun I mean, game. It's like a arcadey. Yeah, I think people like it. So, I, I assume they were trying to branch out into different things and see what they were good at. I think they've, been, uh, they've done a lot of stuff, actually. Let's see here. Well, who is it? What's the name of the company? Kato Kawa Games. Okay. I think they are, like, big on, like, they do, they publish a lot of anime and stuff, too, or something. Oh. The company, but I don't know. Like, I think it's just Katakawa. I don't know. I, I presume it's not, like, they're games uh branch publishes the anime and shit so well, i assume make, they're like a big umbrella i see so they aren't the devs of that they yeah, are the publisher of lollipop yeah for that well, they did, uh, yeah not trying they did steins gate that's pretty good. The, the publishers or the devs? Published. Oh, let's see, developers. No, they did it. This so this is their in-house game, but they've only they've published a bunch of other stuff. Is this their only in-house game? Uh, I'm looking. Oh my god, this this got bad bad reviews. <laughs> we just won't make any more shit. According to the Wikipedia, there's like <laughs> games I've never heard of. Uh, EB Core and Amagami. Earthseeker, Sora, No No Otsumano, Forte, Dreamy Season, Kanta, Kantai Collection, then his Natural Doctrine, 
Demon Gaze and Killer is Dead. That's it. So there are not too many more games after this one. But it says they're a publisher of Lunar and Lunar 2, so that's pretty pretty good. Hmm. What's the difference? I guess what's the difference between publishing and developing? Like, uh, so developing is like the people that actually make it, and then the publisher, it, like they do all the marketing and getting the the disc to like. And basically own the rights to the shit. Yeah, like they're like, we'll 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 put your product out to market for you. Uh, but you lose your IP. It's ours now. Yeah, kind of like with, uh, like Kojima Productions made the last couple Metal Gear games, but he really didn't own shit. Gotcha. Alright. Yep, so, I guess we'll get into the gameplay. Uh, oh, I guess if you're new here, uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're starting with this episode, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, There's like the other part. You prefer get like a bunch of people to hit on this because no one's ever talked about this game. <laughs> Maybe they're like, oh, hey, somebody's talked about this fucking game. No, it's let's be like let's the do one it. One other person that played this game is gonna listen to this. <laughs> like, oh my god, a podcast on natural doctrine. The only one. <laughs> I... Well, I hope you enjoy. Uh, so the way we usually do it around here is we have uh, six categories, I believe, or seven. I can't ever fucking remember. Uh, and we uh, just talk about. Uh, our opinions on the aspect of the game that we're discussing, whether it be the gameplay, the story, the visuals, the music, uh, the overall experience, or if there's any replayability or extra content. Um, and then at the end, we score each category from one to five. Um, and we do allow half scores because I fucked that up way early on. Um, and then we kind of close out the show. We usually have musical breaks, but the, we can only find three songs on YouTube for this game, so we'll kind of have to change that up a little bit. Uh, but let's start with the gameplay. Um, there is no other podcast on this that I can see on the searching on the um, podcast app on my iPhone. That talks about natural doctrine. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I don't see one other thing on natural oh. doctrine. Hell yeah! Finally, <laughs> nobody else has done before. <laughs> Breaking new ground. Pioneers. Oh, shit. All right, so uh, I guess the first category we'll talk about is gameplay. Uh, do y'all want to start the, start us off? or I mean, I can do it. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah y'all do better. Uh, I mean, no more about the... I didn't really grasp it so much. Yeah, I can start and you can fill in my blank tonight. Because uh, it's been, I think, about a couple weeks now since I finished it. I got pulled up so I can kind of mess around, like, look at some stuff. But uh, it's a tactical RPG. Um... <clears throat> But it's more of a puzzle game if you uh, when you play it because um, pretty much if you make the wrong move, they will uh, the enemies will like you have a you know it's like a grid based game and then if, if you um, make the wrong move, like you can chain up your uh, your attacks. <clears throat> so um, the the AI is pretty smart and like like probably. I'd say probably like the smartest one of the smartest AIs I've ever experienced. Don't you agree, Nick? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like they, you make one mistake, and the AI will capitalize that on that instantly. Uh, like so, because everything that you can do, like all the cheesy fucking bullshit that you might be able to pull out your ass, the enemy can do the exact same thing, and they already know the strategies because it's the fucking been programmed that way. So they'll like do shit that'll fuck you up, and you're like, oh wow. 
that sucked. And you can either be like, fuck this game, or you can be like, hey, I can probably do something similar. And you can, like, learn and adapt. So, and the, the... Which is, I guess, the whole point of the game. The frustrating uh, that... part, though, is uh, when it's... Like, even on easy, it's like, I don't feel like there's going to be... A... I think that there's not a big difference between, like, easy and crushing, or whatever the final... Like, I think you'll... The, the the major difference is like you can probably survive like a mistake or two on easy, um, but on the like the crushing modes, they, like I think they hit for harder. I don't know. Would you play it on Nick? Normal. I played it on. I played it on normal for like those first eleven missions, and then when I was trying to uh, go through the last two on easy, but I was still getting my ass kicked. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It, it probably gives you. A very little bit more room for error, but even still, if you don't have no idea what the fuck you're doing or don't do play the game where it's supposed to be, you're still getting fucked either way. Because uh, until like the end of the game, if one of your characters dies, it's game over. Like doesn't matter. There's no like revives or like like phoenix down or anything like that. So, like, if you're dead, you're dead. Um, so like you could be crushing the enemy, and then um, there's like a you make one mistake where you don't see an enemy there or like there's like these skeletons you know and you don't know i mean i guess you can kind of see it like after the first one like if you go too far they'll stand up and you don't know how many are gonna stand up and they'll kill you <laughs> or there's this one uh there's a uh one of these dungeons that you go to where um you kill these uh engineers then all of a sudden the door opens and like all the rest of the goblins come in and they all chain and kill you. <laughs> so the the only really strategy to do is like have your golem there and you stand behind them and before you kill the lap. But you don't like you don't know that until you've died like eight times. <laughs> Dude, I mean y'all did y'all think there was like multiple strategies you can use or did it really seem like there was like one or maybe two fucking ways to actually get through a lot of the later stuff? I think there's so, one, like a couple routes, but there's different strategies. If that makes sense, like you, you can dif do different moves, or like your your main character could be could be, do different things. But like you have to go a certain way and kill a certain person first. You know what I mean? Yeah, once to me, it seemed like pretty much everything that I would just keep trial and error, and then just do almost what I felt like you were actually supposed to do. But I guess maybe uh, there's different combinations for how you want to set your people up. You can win with any kind of weapon or setup, but you got to figure out that the way to beat it with that weapon or setup. Yeah, so the way I would describe it would be it's you have like you have a goal in each map that you have to complete to complete the map or whatever. But depending on how you customize your characters, because this game has got like the best character customiz customization I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's so forgiving. Yeah, it's nice. It's like you can you level up your characters and you get skill points, and then uh, you assign skill points to skills. And then at any point, you'd be like, actually, I'm going to try something else. And you just remove the skill points and you set up a completely different build for your character. It almost reminded me, not that it's that similar, but like, did you ever play Wild Arms Crossfire? Where like, it almost seems like. Like, while it's Crossfire, they kind of want you to just constantly switch around, like, your job systems for each map. But it almost seemed like this game was very forgiving. That way you could keep adjusting your characters for different situations. Yeah, I think that yeah. they kind of maybe... Which is cool! I think they maybe wanted you to do it like that. Like, maybe that was their idea. But I think once you, like, 
are used to playing a certain way, it's kind of hard to like, you know, you it's it goes against your nature to kind of change what you're doing. If it you're just gonna, to, I guess maybe for me, like I'm gonna try to make it work with the way I'm playing. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna like if I'm a gunner, I'm gonna keep my guy a gunner. I'm not gonna change him to like uh, Jeff, the main character. He can be a gunner, or he can be a, like you know, sword and shield type guy, or he can use the like the heavy like the heavy weapons. Um, but I use them as a gunner because you know I read online the the, the really the the only way to beat the game and not want to murder someone is to use the gun. So I did that. <clears throat> but yeah, you can have Jeff use a sword and shield, and maybe there's there's ways to do it that that way too yeah that's kind of what i was getting into where like you can you can modify the characters for play style so each character is not really like they're locked into like what kind of character they are but they're not locked into like they're a role that they are stuck in forever like if you want uh somebody like to go down like a healing potion path for some reason and you can max out their healing potions and you can use them as a support character instead of like a, an offensive character and use the healing potions to give other people who do more damage more turns or you can have them be a more combat oriented character and if that's if that character fits into your playstyle that way you can use them that way yeah. um and each character has like four three or four different like branches or whatever right. that you can level up yep um and so they can kind of do different things uh, like some characters are more useful than other characters. Uh, like namely, anybody with a gun is like a hundred times better than anybody that doesn't have a gun. Um, and that's just only because of the way the combat works. And that is, you don't want to be next to enemies if you can help it. You want to get ass away right. from them. Yeah, you want to be as far away from everybody as possible uh, because um, the way the system works is there. You can have a maximum of four characters on uh, per tile on the map. And melee characters, when they make an attack, uh, if they kill all, if all the enemies in that square die, you move into that new square. So that can unfortunately uh, leave you in situations where, like, you had a good uh, like setup and everything was working fine, and then like your tanks just walk forward, and you're like, oh shit, what the <laughs> fuck? And now they're like in range of range characters that they weren't in range of before, or like they, your formation got fucked up. And some melee units come over and attack your uh, like gunners who can't counterattack because you can only counterattack with ranged weapons at range. You can only counterattack melee weapons in melee. So uh, there's lots of like stipulations yes. for what you can and can do, and you have to like actively be thinking, like almost like 4D chess, like three steps ahead in another dimension, and be like, okay, <laughs> if this happens. Will my characters be prepared for this? Because it's like it almost requires you to have to have an understanding of how each enemy can uh, move and how each enemy can act. Uh, that you have to use that to formulate your strategy. Yeah, because you can see turn order. So you can like typically it goes your character, their character, your character, their character. But if you can kill uh, the next character, um, then you you know basically get an extra turn. Well. <clears throat> uh, and then it's kind of there's a little bit more depth into that, but basically that's what you're trying to do in the beginning is like kill the lead character, but as you get towards the end of the game, like the 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 first guy that acts is like all the way in the back, you can't reach him. <laughs> so it's like at that point, yeah, you change your strategy to your glow. I thought I was having that problem even like where I was at, where I'm like, okay, here's fucking G, but goddamn, this motherfucker's behind like six or seven fucking people. Like basically, what like right right where you stopped, it's like 
where that basically just happens for the for the rest of the game. <clears throat> and you have basically like your strategy turns into the go golem is like your brick wall and you uh wait for them to get close to him and then you can take out you know then you take out the lead guy and you keep your golem healed and kind of just work off that i just could not focus enough to figure out but why i kept fucking dying i was like put my controller down for a second and look at my phone and then look up and like oh all right well fucking game over i guess yeah, there's a there's a point in the game, a couple points in the game where you change to golem from like def heavy defense to heavy attack, like when you have unlimited magic. Um, oh, so that's another like kind of aspect of gameplay. Like magic is based on like, what's the what, what's the thing called? Like some kind of rocks or like pluton. Pluton. Yeah. So there's pluton, which that get like, so that one met like this one attack costs like one pluton or three pluton. Or three pluton. <laughs> Well, it's divided into grams, so it's like an actual. It's because it's a. It's, it's so lore wise, it's like this material that only goblins can uh, like make or something, and they mine it out of mines and they use it to make shit. Whatever, whatever the fuck goblins do with it, whatever. But humans can't make it, so they go and kill all the goblins and steal the pluton. So like, when you cast a spell, it's like 0.8 grams of pluton is used, and so it's like a weird fucking measurement system. Mm -hmm. I don't really. I I wasn't really feeling like that. To me, that that, that seemed like just. I would just think just give character a certain set amount of magic per battle and be done with it. I thought it was a interesting like thing lore wise. It's interesting, like, but it doesn't it, like really handcuffs you. Cause it, I mean, it, it can. I guess it can kind of help you from like maybe spamming shit too much one battle because you know you're run out. Like I know y'all said y'all didn't use the sleep spell, but I was using it quite a bit there for a few battles and it's funny because um they do give you unlimited there's a uh, one stage in the game where like basically they give you unlimited pluton and like i just had like the golem have he has this move where he just blasts from his chest and like it would take out all all the uh all those monsters what are they called again Orions. Gorians. I can never remember the name. So the Gorians... Uh, fuck, the, fuck those things trying to fucking, fucking gangbang your ass when you fucking get to the end of one of those mines. The Gorians are like the main bad guy, and they're weak to the Pluton magic. And, like, so you got one guy that can cast it, and then uh, there's, like, a, uh, Jeff can get, like, a bullet that shoots Pluton, whatever. Um, but there's a point in the game where you get, like, a a big ass rock of it where it's like basically unlimited so your counter is like an infinity symbol so you just go ham on it and it makes you feel like you could like i don't know there's not a lot of information on this game so i was trying to like figure out a way if you can keep that thing because you basically have to give it back to the lizard people but you can like try to fight your way out but you always get killed right away because like 18 guys show up and just gang rape you if you like attack the the leader of the lizard people to try to keep it so I was just about, you know, I was trying to do that my second playthrough, but I was like, eh, I'm just going to beat the game now, or finish the game, so. Um, but yeah, that's that, that was a, another aspect of the game. It's kind of different, so. Well, I feel like everything you do, you can easily get ass raped. But yeah, but if you, like, so if you don't realize, like, towards the end of the game, if you don't save up your Pluton, you're going to have to, like, basically scrape through, like, go back through all the... Um, dungeons again and try to like open treasure chests to get some more because you can't beat the last three levels uh unless you have like maybe 20 25 30 grams of, of that pluton 
Oh, damn. Yeah, I would definitely would tap the fuck out regardless then. Because I wasn't even... Like, I was just scraping by maps, not even, like, killing everybody. Just kind of doing the goal. And that's probably why I was so underleveled. Say so. Because the way you get experience is... Uh, each character in your party gets a little bit of experience for every enemy you kill. But the one that actually makes you attacks gets the biggest chunk of experience. Yeah, it's like a... <sighs> you get, like, 10% of their hit points... When they're dead, after you kill them or something, that, that's how much experience you get, which is super like fucking hard to figure out because you don't like it's. But basically, I think regardless, everyone kind of stays about the same level, except for like the everyone you get later on the game, like stay, like it's hard for them to catch up. There's like not like an easy way to catch up unless you like run through those mines, you know. How many characters? How many characters do you get total? Nine. Okay, eight, so eight nine, I, I think. What are the what are the ones after the the golem? Because that's the last one I got. Uh, okay, so you get Jeff, Anka, Zeke, uh, Vasily, but she dies. Um, Nebula, Tatiana, Mel and her golem, uh, Ernestine, uh, Gamora or something, whatever her fucking name is, and uh, Ingard. Do you so do you get the sister? Yeah. She's the, okay. that's kind of the yeah. Okay. yeah, you get the palette swap. Gotcha. She joins at like level eight, and she's fucking. She was, she was fucking pissing me the fuck off in the the two maps that she was on. Oh yeah, there's some yeah, there's some missions where it's like kill everyone, but don't kill these like the characters you're gonna get later on in the game. You're like, but I can't help it if she attacks me and then I counterattack and kill her. It's, like, was she the one where she's like chasing you down in the mine or whatever? So I didn't know that you had to put just one person on the escape tile. So I was like, I must have died like ten times on this fucking map because I was trying to set everything up to where everybody could could make a move on the map at the end, and did not realize once I got one person on there like the last time. Like, oh fuck, I could have done this so much easier. Like, in order to like escape uh, a dungeon, a lot of times when you're done with it, you have to have everybody on the fucking the tile to leave. Yeah, that was that, yeah. that's an annoying part of the game where most of the time, yeah, you have to have all your characters on the exit tile to leave the leave the map, and sometimes like everyone's all at the other end of the of the uh, of the dungeon. Yeah, it's like, aggravating, and you're like trying to find treasure chests, and like when you're searching around, it's like I feel like if they would just spend a lot more time on some of that shit, trying to like it probably would have received really good. Yeah, so basically, like, during the game, there's, like, places where, like, your next destination where you can click on, and then there's these mines that are, like, the side quests, the, like, I guess, um, you can do the mines, um, once or twice, maybe, depending on how many goblins you kill, I think, and then you can't do them for a while, so the goblins basically repopulate the mine, but I think there's, a there's, like, five mines by the end of the, like, towards the end of the game. And you can pretty much just cycle through them if you want to uh, get an extra XP or whatever. It's no, I the couple I did like the the first three mines I think, but I don't even know if I got all the treasures in all of them because I always did this dumb shit where like I would leave the chest in the middle and then like try to go towards the end to kind of scope everything out because I didn't want to waste my time collecting chests before a checkpoint. And, well, then I'd always get towards the end, things would get pissed off, chase me out, and then I wouldn't have enough fucking time to get the chest when I'm trying to escape, and I'm like, god damn it, now I gotta start all the way over. Yeah, basically you just gotta plan on killing everything, that's the only way to go. 
Well, I would do that, but then I wouldn't get... Like, I wanted to get my treasure chest before a checkpoint. That way, I wasn't getting the chest and then trying to figure out, like, the next section of the map, if that makes sense. Like, wasting time, you know? Yeah, it's just, it never... It's like you wasted more time by not getting the chest, yeah. because then you had to do the whole map. Yeah, well, yeah, well, then now I just get pissed off and leave the mine and and just not do it anymore. I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll come back and get this items later. Because you were saying the items in the beginning didn't really matter as much anyways. Uh, well, they help a little bit, but yeah, so the way that some treasure chests work is that they have fixed items, and they're always the same item every time. But other chests are random, and they can have, like, a brass ring, which gives you plus one stat point, or it could have, like, something like a Ritter Orden ring, which gives you, like, Four strength, four vitality, three agility, and then like you're immune to stagger, and then you're like, uh, yeah, like it's like, like counterattack first or some shit. I'm like, wow, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> yeah, there's some like OP things, and then there's some like I think every dungeon has like one, like or their mines, I guess, but every mine has uh one like fixed treasure where once you get it, it doesn't reload basically. Yeah. Oh, so, so some stuff we skipped over in regards to gameplay that are really important and uh, kind of inform people as to why everybody gets mad at the game. Uh, so the first one is uh, for the movement, which kind of uh, Travis was touching on. Uh, and Kevin mentioned a little bit, but um, each character can only move two tiles. Oh, yeah. And sometimes in the mines, when you've fully explored it, you have one character like near the entrance, you have one character like all the way in, you got like other characters like kind of spread throughout all the way, like every other part of the map, but you have to manually move every character two spaces and end their turn until you get every character into the exit tiles at the entrance of the mine. So sometimes you could be like spending 40 minutes in the mine clearing it out and then like spending another 15 minutes just moving all the characters back to the entrance when they could have just had one character move to the entrance and then like, you want to leave the mine? Great. Is she is our character or whatever her name is. Is she still the, after the end of the game? Still the only one that can unlock stuff. Yes. That's fucking. In, it's so fucking annoying. Like I would send somebody to a chest because I didn't really want her up there in case something stupid fucking happens. And it's like, oh, you know, this has got to be unlocked. I'm like, God damn it. You could if you highlight the chest first to the play this lock though. Oh. Well, shows you much I was paying attention. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This this game does not like. It literally does not hold your hand at all. Like you're just figuring this. Sh like you have to figure all this shit out, and there's not a lot of help on the internet because not a lot of people play this game. So, or at least not a lot of people get far. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to touch on was the initiative order, which you kind of touched on a little bit, uh, Kevin. But uh, the important thing is when you move a character to an attack, and any character is in range of the action. So like. Uh, like, a regular attack is, like, um, an adjacent square. A ranged attack is, like, two squares away or whatever, three squares away, depending on if you're, what ability you're using. If you guard, it's every square around you in, a, like, a three-by-three three grid. Um, so when you do these actions, if there's any characters around that character, they can act as well. Um, and so you have the option between... Uh, if you trigger somebody, you can have them reserve, which lets them keep their turn, or you can have them do an action. So then it becomes a balance of... Uh, so in, in one particular round of combat, your first character to go first, they use their first turn, and then like they don't have a turn again. However, if you move a character next to them and do an action, they get a turn back. 
but because they've already used a turn, they can't save it. So you have to make them do something on that turn if you want them to do something. Whereas if you have highlighted a character that hasn't had a turn yet, you can reserve them and save their turn for later. So what this means is, potentially on turn one, you can have every one of your characters attack before all the enemies get a turn. But if you do that, then all the enemies get all their turns at the same time. Um, but uh, going on to what Kevin said before about killing the next enemy in the initiative order, if you do that, um, and you still have characters that can take actions, whoever has the next action uh, in order gets their turn at that time, and you can kind of keep moving on. So it becomes a thing where you have to choose between whether you want to actually overreach and kill the next enemy in initiative because you think the next character that you get can actually go and kill the next character in initiative, or you have to decide if you want to stay behind and kind of like build up some defenses and like wait for the enemies to come towards you. And then with a later character, trigger everybody that waited and then move forward and make an attack. And this really uh, is important because this is all stuff the enemy can do too. So they can move toward you and not do anything and then like you overreach and then they're like okay well, i'm gonna attack with everybody now and then you get fucked like you have like 20 goblins attacking one character so uh you, once you learn this system it becomes like a fine balance of knowing when you are able to overreach and when you can't and who can do what um and that's why people say it's more like a puzzle because there are things you can do to not guarantee manipulate the enemy AI, but like you can move a certain character in a certain spot and then use a certain ability, and then uh, they'll target a character in a certain way. And I noticed this because there's a dungeon, a mine, where you have this uh, trap pressure switch that if you step on, it shuts a, a gate behind you and you can't escape until you kill all the enemies. Um, and I tried this particular mine like four or five times and was doing different things each time. Um, and then I went back and tried a strategy I did before, and I noticed that every enemy did the same action that they did the first time. So the AI is manipulated a little bit depending on whatever's going on behind the scenes, um, depending on what your actions are. Like, I think I had made a character cast, like, still protection on themselves instead of somebody else, and they got targeted instead of the weaker unit for some reason. So you can learn kind of what the enemies get aggro for and manipulate that somehow but uh it's not like a fine science it's more like a try a bunch of shit see what things do if you haven't succeeded before and then it'll kind of like you can build up on that and hopefully keep playing the game <laughs> so it's a, a lot of going on in this particular game but i enjoyed it immensely so yeah, I mean, like, like you're saying, or now saying, it's it becomes less of a strategy because you, you can't really make mistakes and and survive. Um, but you just got to figure the, the right path or um, the right, you know, the right order. Because you learn, like, my second playthrough, I, I basically learned, like, whoever, like, don't waste like other characters. Um initiative, you know what I mean? So, like, if you the first one, and, uh, then Zeke was the second one, you don't, like, use Zeke's second, uh, uh, initiative until it's second, you know what I mean? Man, what the hell's Travis doing? Shit. <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of background noise. 
door slamming, all kinds of shit going on. God damn. Oh yeah, like I understand what you mean. I learned that I think halfway through the my first playthrough, where I was like, okay, I need to actually save all the use. Yeah, save my character's turns and then use them smartly, not just like rush everybody forward and then get right. fucked. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's one more thing uh, we got to talk about, and that's linking. So that's if you look at a review on the internet, more than likely you'll see a screenshot with a bunch of characters and then the lines connecting all the characters, and then there'll usually be like something under the picture being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. There's too much information. Look at this. Some of the text is upside down. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. It's not. It's not that stupid. It's not that hard to understand. So. <laughs> What that is, is when you have all your characters acting on the same turn, um, like a tr initiative turn, um, and they are in like the same square, if they're melee, or if they're different squares, but they're all targeting the enemy, uh, they do what's called a link attack. And that, depending on your distance from uh, each other, so like you have your melee character right up in the enemy's face, and you have your ranged character as far as back as you possibly can get them in the second square, and they're both targeting the same enemy, they'll link, and because of the distance, you get a, a greater uh, like percentage increase on certain stats, whether that be like damage or accuracy or crit chance. Um, so when you're using your characters in tandem, you have to also like think about their position on the map. Like It's not just enough to have a character in one square attacking a monster and the character in another square attacking a monster. You have to figure out... Uh, what's the most optimal position for them to be in that square to get the biggest boost to damage? Because more often than not, you really need it, especially for certain bosses. Like, you have to have your characters positioned very well that so we get uh, a lot of accuracy, a lot of damage, a lot of crit boosts, and you just knock the monster out without having it giving it a chance to counterattack. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really really complicated, but what that makes it very satisfying once you uh, figure out how to win. So like that's kind of like the uh, give and take of this game. Like yeah, you get really you'll get really really frustrated, but then once you figure out the strategy, it's like oh, I did that. You know what I mean? You feel proud that you figured it out. So did you mention the percentages and stuff for the uh, attacks? I was yeah. fucking with. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, my son was making a bunch of noise. I was trying to calm him down. Kind of, yeah, you hit on that where it's like some, like, towards the end of the game, you can get your stats up enough where you, your gun attacks will always be 100%, whereas in the beginning of the game, um, it's more like 80. So... Yeah, it depends on... Dude, that was kind of frustrating me, which just also happens in Fire Emblem and stuff like that. In games where you set up everything kind of perfect, and then, like... Fucking a couple wrong fucking things. Just especially in this game, if you if you try to go all out like you were saying overreach, if you think you got it, and then one fucking shot misses, and then everything goes to shit. Yeah, if you miss yeah, one shot, sometimes it like it that little like that one little thing messes up your whole like, dynamic, and you don't kill them all, or you or he stays alive, then he his turns next, and then he links as well, he guys and kills you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this game does have checkpoints, so there is that but the at times. But they don't tell you when you have a checkpoint, though. Yeah. You die, and you're like, oh, by the way, there's a checkpoint. And you're like, oh, I wonder how far back that is. Okay. Yeah, it's usually back. Yeah. yeah. There's also uh, the whole percentage thing. Early on, that taught me, uh, while I was playing the game, to overcommit, I guess. Like, try to go for overkill as much as possible, even if it doesn't make sense, because, like, strategic-wise, like, 
because those times where I missed and I got fucked, I was like, I would rather do like a thousand damage to this goblin than miss it and then have one of my characters die. Yeah, so as long as you kill the lead uh the lead goblin or lead monster, um I feel I felt like the rest was like kind of gravy after that, so if you kill two, great. But if you kill yeah. one then you at least have you stole the initiative for the next turn. And if you just kinda like like you said, like I was saying, use Jeff and then you use Zeke and then, you know, the next character after that, um, you can still keep reusing them and not use up your initiative. And pro no one probably knows what I'm like will know what I'm talking about unless you play the game. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really hard to explain unless you like you're seeing it happen because I, I mean it takes like half the game to understand what you're doing in the first place anyways. So to explain it, it's just like really, really hard. Yeah. So Oh, there's also uh, another combat benefit thing we I, we forgot to talk about. Uh, when you're making attacks, if you kill an enemy, uh, your attacks don't stop. If there's still enemies in the oh yeah available to be hit in that uh, square, uh, your characters will keep attacking them. So you can well most of the time uh, some weapons will stop. Uh yeah, mainly the heavy weapons. Yeah, right. The uh, yeah, so the heavy I never used these. Did you bring up was that, um, about how, like, with the gunners will kind of, like, shoot on people and they kind of walk up on you, too, so they kind of counterattack pretty... Yes, yeah, so uh, kind of. I think it's that gunners in range and you're, you're getting attacked, the gunner, like, your gunners will shoot first, I think. Yeah, gunners are just fucking... They just seem pretty OP from the bit I played. They'll do... They will give cover fire, but only if not you... <clears throat> excuse me, using a, a heavy weapon. So, like... Tatiana can use a heavy weapon, and Jeff can use a heavy weapon, but if they have those equipped, they don't do covering fire. Yeah. Unfortunately. <clears throat> it's I guess it's like a balance thing, because it's too strong or whatever, but uh, a good thing, a good strategy you can... So you're, so you're saying heavy weapons don't do cover fire, only your regular guns? Yeah, so if, it, if it's like a cannon, or like a, the orc gun, or whatever the fuck it is, like... Uh, I never got it. The, the sky gun, sky god gun at the end of the game doesn't do cover fire either, uh, if that's the weapon you pick. Yeah. Um, it, so I don't. You get that gun axe from the orcs uh, from that orc stage, and that thing was like the best weapon until you get that sky gun, because that, that that sky gunner's gun or whatever it's called uh, goes through all, all the enemies. Like you can shoot through them, so it's pretty op. It also has range three base. Yeah. Whereas normal guns only have range two base. But uh, the like so the attack on like the gun axe is like one thirty or like three hundred. You know, so you basically kill whoever you shoot in one shot, but then like the accuracy is like sixty something percent. But um, throughout the game, you can get that up to probably like eighty five. You know, from leveling up, or you know, I think it was like ninety before the. Uh, so most of the time, you'll like nine times out of ten, you'll you'll get you'll kill the guy, and then there's also a. a, a skill called concentrate, where you can concentrate like. If you're like in between turns or if you're linking, you can do, like you. What I'll usually do is like if you concentrate before you engage any of the enemies, that's like automatically a kill. So like some a lot of times you start the, the stage uh, before there's any enemies or you have to open a door or whatever you gotta do. If if you use your concentrate first, which is what I would do, uh, it, it stays on you until you use the shot basically. So you can like use like the super powerful shot like that shoots like three times. Um, at a hundred percent, and so you can kill like some of those golems and stuff in one shot. So that's what I would that that's like one of the strategies I would use. I would try, take out one of their big guns, you know, first with Jeff. 
there you go. That's a testament to how differently you can play the game. Because I tried using a heavy weapon once, and I said I'm never using this shit ever again. And I had my own strategies for stuff. So there's different. There's definitely a bunch of different ways you can play the game and find success. You just have to find your playstyle and kind of work around it. Yeah, mine was by accident because uh, there's a part, point in the game, like most of the time, you can just like move around to like the mines after every level. And there's this one point, like in the orc camp, where I got that gun axe. I was like, I just I equipped it just because uh, I wanted to see what it was like, what it was like. But uh, I didn't save it because I was just gonna move to the to the mine first and then save it. Well, that's the mission where there's like that door that you have to get down, or else they like basically kill you. Like you fight the orcs, or you return the orc his big axe, and then you leave, and then. Um, you get basically you get stopped. Yeah, Erdogan and the Ritter Order dudes come and yeah, attack the orc camp or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, surprise attack you. And, uh, if you uh, so I had to figure out how to use the gun to beat it because <laughs> I didn't save before it, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do the mission before that over again. So where you have to get that axe back and the yeah, that one sucked. Oh yeah, you know the, the my second playthrough on that one, I. Uh, I went and killed all the orcs <clears throat> the, in that uh, dungeon. Uh, I you didn't do that the first time? Huh? You didn't do that the first time? No, the first time I like avoided both both those rooms, and I didn't step on all the pesh, uh, pressure plates. And uh, Oh, okay. And I ran up to the top. I got to the top, and then I just ran out. I That's you. what I did. That's what I did. I was like, I ain't fight. I didn't want to keep like, for whatever reason, I didn't want to fight anybody more than I had to. I was just trying to like scrape by a map. But sooner or later, you're, sooner or later, you're gonna hit a fucking wall, I guess, if you don't fucking kill anything. Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn because as soon as I stepped on the chat the first time and saw those orcs, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. All right, how am I gonna beat this? <laughs> and so I spent like an hour and a half formulating a, a strategy. That my first playthrough. I ended up using that room on the right. If you clear, if you clear the room on the right out first, yeah. none of the, the other door doesn't open. Right. Um, and I use that as kind of like my well, uh, like open, funnel link thing. It doesn't open until you open the chest. That's what I learned too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I uh, I used that as like my funneling area, and mm -hmm. I, I waited for all the enemies to come in, and then I, I killed them like one by one as they entered the room, mm -hmm. and that kind of worked for me. Uh, but then my second playthrough, I was like, man, fuck that. And I op I stepped on the trap deliberately, and I uh, just let them come to, like, Jeff, who I think had just blocking right at the entrance. And Tatiana and Nebula just, like, nuked everybody. And I was like, wow, this is so much easier. Well, see, what I did is I cleared the the right room first. <clears throat> and then um, I didn't open the treasure chest, and then I opened the door and I like bum rushed them that like I well I had everyone outside the door and I opened the door and then like kind of pincer attacked them that way so as soon as okay I, so it, it was like it took me a couple tries but I figured it out and I th yeah I think that's like uh like the, the stories we have for these different stages and we can remember them so vividly like that's kind of like the one of the I think good things about this game like like I feel like satisfied I don't feel like I wasted my time, you know. Like even though some like I would get frustrated, like it, I felt like it was worth it to me in the end because it felt so oh, good sure. when, once you figured it out. Because then I was like, you know, I was talking to you about some of the stuff, and you're like, no, I did totally different. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like it feels like there's only one way to beat it, but it's only one way for you to beat it. You know what I mean? Like there's different strategies and different combinations you can do to get to that same uh, victory. Exactly.
So that's I think that's why I came away from this being like this is probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. I know it's not like a good game, but yeah. uh, it was it's a game for I guess people like me, and then maybe people like you. Maybe people that not like Travis who have ADHD and shit, you can't focus, but <laughs> like uh, people who can like, who are able to sit down and like really get into trying to like get a strategy going and eventually like power through sometimes a stage and get that victory and be like, fuck yeah, I earned that. Like that felt really good. Yeah. Uh, I, a, I, I mean, I like like stuff like Fire Emblem where it's pretty fucking hard, you know? Like really hard at times the AI is very intelligent but that game is also like the basics are simple you just kind of know what the fuck you're doing don't make dumb mistakes it's not like you have to learn the fucking game really like it's paper rock scissors kind of fucking thing I definitely can agree with that it's, this is a very unique game I don't think there's anything like this not that I've played now of course I haven't played too many strategy RPGs in the last 10 years that are more modern, but... Yeah. I think people are saying the closest thing is XCOM, but I've never played XCOM, and... I played XCOM, and... Uh, not... I think it's actually a pretty good game, but I don't like the, ba the base-building shit, so I stopped playing it. I gotcha. Hmm. There is that, um... Fucking... Is it, like... Mutant year, mutant zero. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, like even mutant zero, zero zero or some shit. Yeah, with like yeah, that game looks like it's kind of like a cross between the strategy and real time kind of thing. That I always kind of want to play it, but I haven't got to it yet. Okay, maybe we'll do it for the show one time. Oh. Um. All right. Well, I guess uh, we talked long enough about gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the core. It's gonna be the core of the discussion here. So, uh, I guess we'll do our, our likes and dislikes. Uh, as I'll start off, um, I liked how I guess I already pretty much talked about this, but how like you have to actually think about what the fuck you're doing, um, and how crippling. It, well, this is like a, a like and a dislike. How crippling a, a mistake can be because it'll really, it's really punishing, and it'll really teach you the mechanics of the game. Like, oh fuck. I should not have done that. That was a really dumb idea. I'll never do that again, kind of thing. Uh, which really, I guess, reflects on like how the human psyche works, where you're more likely to remember bad things. Uh, like I think they say, the best way to learn something is to learn how to do it wrong. Um, that way, you know what's not to do. Um, <laughs> like this really reinforced like how learn how to play the game, or you're not gonna be able to play the game. And so, I guess some sick twisted part of me loved like just loved that. I was like, oh man. <laughs> This is really tickling my pickle, man. <laughs> um, and I liked how there was a variety of builds for the characters, and each character kind of had a, a different niche they could have. Uh, like Anka, you can build her so that she can pretty much uh, give everybody on the map a free turn. Um, and she has di different power-ups that can do that. Like, you can raise everybody's attack, raise everybody's defense. Just the most powerful OP one is just give everybody another fucking turn. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, like, you can have, like, Zeke built for, like, uh, just destroying every unit in one, uh, like, tile, or you can have him built to, like, just really obliterate one specific unit. Um, and it's all, like, all the different things you can do with the characters I thought was pretty awesome. Um, for things I disliked, uh, I guess <laughs> I disliked the, uh, the random nature of things about this game. So, like, what 
What I mean by that is they kind of train you that if you open a door, you see everybody in the room and you get another turn. Like, you get a chance to act before they do. Uh, and then sometimes, like, you move uh, move along the map and enemies will spawn and you still get another turn. And then sometimes they're just like, actually, go fuck yourself. Like, the open, you open a door and you get attacked. Or like, you walk along the map and your turn suddenly stops and the enemies go. And, like, man, could you be more... Uh... <laughs> More like in line with your design of philosophy and or like some, stick to one thing. Or sometimes it's like, that, and this ha doesn't happen to like later in the game where um, enemies will keep coming until you kill a certain other enemy. So it's like uh, you can be taking out these guy like these uh, Gorians, and then unless you take out the biggest Gorian first, all the other ones keep like showing back up. You're like fuck. Mm. <laughs> like when you're doing oh, yeah. the dragon boneyard thing, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? All these guys keep coming back, and because like the, there's this like I can't remember what it is like the big tank one, like, uh, like the dreadnought. Dreadnought has like 1,200 hit points. You're like, oh man, I, don't, I will get all the other ones first and try to get everyone to take. Nope, you gotta take the was, you gotta take the dreadnought out. Because if you don't, like everything you kill just basically uh, re regens, like a new one's come up on the field. Were they regenerating on the map that I quit on, or like your? You said it's like someone's father and mom? Because I swear in the... Okay. I swear it seemed like there's so many fucking goblins coming out of nowhere every time I kill someone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? No, they're just like... So the first half of... So yeah, with Tatiana, she does regenerate the zomb uh, the skeleton, so you have to kill her. But as soon as you kill her, like the second half of the map starts, so... Or I think you kill her and then move on to her square, and her dad, uh, Tatiana's dad, like comes alive. But I never got to the mom. I was just like, that's where I gave up. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, as soon as you kill the mob, the, the skeleton stopped coming. So I think for that, I usually just like took Jeff out front and killed her first, and then just dealt with the consequences because I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I always spend like a bunch of turns trying to kill these motherfuckers. Then I'm like, "Where? Like, why? Why? <laughs> why can't I kill them all? Like, what the fuck is going on?" I didn't. I thought maybe you just kept keep killing them, but I guess you could if you wanted to grind some experience. Well, I'll just get annoyed because I'll be there, and all of a sudden I like get shot through the fucking little window area by one of, one of my weak perk people, and I'm like, God damn it, they're yeah. yeah. There's some stuff that's bullshit in this. Yep, there's bullshit in there. I mean, if I was paying more attention or able to really at work, then I probably would have got more into it because I did like it at the beginning, despite the cheap bullshit. All right, well, I'm kind of done with my life's dislike, so well, somebody else can go. What's your what's your grade? Oh, uh, gameplay. I'll give it a four. Cool. Uh, I kind of agree with like what you're saying and like uh, kind of what I already said earlier. Like I like how the the satisfaction you get once you complete a map uh, and figure it out. Like to me, that felt really good. Like, I mean, you could look up different strategies on the internet, but I feel like they don't help you out because like like how I was saying earlier earlier like it gives you an idea what to do or what to look out for or like maybe the traps but um it doesn't like and one of them's like really written really poorly <laughs> like english was not their first language or something but um you got to figure out how to do it on your own like there's like cuz you have your own certain style of gameplay you go watch the video and you're like I don't know how they did that <laughs> like I I don't know how they just did that like, cuz I don't use like I don't use my characters that way so um, 
Like the one I did learn, like you have to kill this guy. He has like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine hit points, and basically you have to turn your golem into like an attacker because usually you use him for defense. Well, there's a lot like the first row of his skill tree. Like he can get his attack up plus like fifteen or something like that, and then you can just destroy this guy like with two hits, like two turns. You can beat this guy real quick. Um, but other than that, like, the, all the maps you gotta kind of just figure out. So like, I I love that feel of satisfaction, um, but it's also kind of a dislike too because it's some of the some of the kills are really cheap. Like you just basically you're stepping into the unknown and you basically the first play th the first run through the dungeon or the first run through it's like you know you're whatever that hour was you're not gonna get back because. You, you gotta start over from the beginning again or whatever you gotta do start over from this checkpoint to figure it out so um i guess it's kind of a, a like and a dislike but more more like to me um if you can get past that then i think you'll like this game but if you can't if you get really frustrated like you know travis i don't think a lot of people like that's why a lot of people don't play this game so um but yeah, like uh, we were saying earlier, also like the uh, uh, how the skill tree is like you can literally um, remove and add as you want. So if you're like getting your ass kicked and you feel like you need more healing, you can like add more potions into your skill tree and take like other things that you don't need. Because like towards the end, I'm like, well, I don't need dexterity for this guy, so I'll take all the dexterity off and use it for more potions or whatever. Um, so you can kind of strategize and it's like really adaptable. So that's really, really good. Um, let's see, I guess I, one of my main dislikes is, you know, how you can only move two squares. I felt like they should change it. So like after you clear the dungeon, they should just like automatically take you out, you know, some of like, uh, more up to date, like, uh, uh, life was it ease of life or whatever you want to call it. Like, um, Quality of life improvements they could. Quality of life, yeah. Like the quality of life stuff, they could have made a little bit less uh, annoying. Uh, but overall, I agree. With that, but there's just one thing they love to fucking add extra shit at the end of the mines and shit. Sometimes, so they can't just like let you leave because you have to like walk your way back to the entrance, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, here's a bunch of Gorians and shit." And you're like, "God fucking damn it." So, like, I get why they didn't just do that, but I don't see why they also couldn't just, like, have, like, one person go to the exit point and then let your whole party leave or something. Like, something, like, that's, yeah. like, a midway. Yeah, some, yeah, midpoint, yeah. And I'm sure if, like, this game would have took off, I'm sure that would have been, like, an update or something, but I think... Oh, what, what year did this game come out? Was it PC 2014, I think. It's a P, was it a PS3, basically, game? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then they ported it to PS4 later, yeah. As a Vita game, um, yeah, it, I think at that time it was more, it would have been harder to do, but I, I don't know. Like, I think this is definitely something they could make into a very, very good thing, but, uh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> someone could use this, like, same, like, someone could have, like, the same kind of game play, you know what I mean? Like, use this as a jumping off point and make a different game, but kind of like the same kind of ideas. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I I, I really enjoyed playing the game. All right, Travis, or should we say Glenn? <laughs> uh, it actually doesn't really count but so much because I fully play the game. But I mean, I my likes. I mean, I liked how it was unique and different than the last year I played. And 
when I was able to f- focus uh, before I put it down for two weeks, I, w- I mean, I was pretty into it, and I, the satisfaction of clearing a map was, you know, kind of like that Dark Souls feel when you beat a boss, so, I, I mean, I was into it, it's just, once I had to work with that same fucker at work, and then summer here with the kids, like, I just can't focus for a long period of time, I just... It's easier for me to just pick up the fucking Switch and play indie or play one of my platformers on an emulator and just pick it up for 10 minutes, beat a stage, and walk away. I just think I'm motivated to keep playing it. That's not the game's fault, though. No, that makes sense. Um, Things I didn't like, but like y'all were saying, like the stupid shit, the bullshit that they want to constantly pull, like it gets fucking old after a while. And the uh, accident, you know, map took forever. Um... And the likes, I like you saying before with the customization of the people. I mean, that's cool. I didn't really get to get too too far in it, but I mean, I appreciate how they give you a lot of room to fuck with stuff. Well, it's also Cause I, it's also I like I guess with the the skills, like you can see everything at the beginning, so you can kind of like see what you want to build towards. So it's not like oh, I put a point in the wrong fucking thing. And now I'm stuck with it. You know, some games do that. You know, I hate that shit. Most, I mean, most games do that. Or, or you towards like later on, you have to pay out a bunch of money or give up this huge thing to respect your character. And so it's like I get it for some games, but it's nice to when games don't do it. Yeah, they kind of do that in this one though. When Nebula gets his Druid hat, like he gets a whole nother fucking like ten like extra skill slot things or whatever. But like they don't. You're not fucked because you can just undo any skill points you already used, and you're like, "Oh, cool! Let me try these new spells out." Oh, you mean when Nebula actually becomes useful? <laughs> yeah, because he has that one skill. Like basically, uh, your shot. Like instead of shooting five times, you shoot ten times. What's that skill called? Hold on, look it up. Uh, it's like Pluton Barrage or something. No, haste sigil. It's haste sigil. Oh, okay. So you cast haste sigil on your uh, any of your gunners. And they basically like shoot the double amount. So like that Godgen was shooting ten. I was shooting ten shots with it. I guess that's the thing we really didn't touch on either. Like you can do buffs for your characters, and they uh, sometimes they stack, sometimes they don't. It's a uh, like if it's a a target everybody buff, you only have one of those on, but you can have as many uh, like single target buffs as as you want on there. Like you can have like berserk on somebody, uh, the haste sigil. Um, the steel protection, like, you can almost make somebody, like, a walking tank for a little bit. Like, the, I think the stuff only lasts one turn. Like, when it's that person's turn again, like, all the buffs they casted, like, disappear. But from that point on, like, if you can get that person that you buffed, like, turns and turns and turns, they'll just start, like, clearing the fuck, the map out. Yep. So lots of, lots of strategy you can, you can do, but anyway, uh... You want to keep talking, Travis? Uh, no, I mean, pretty much, Ed. I mean, I give it a, a three and a half. I mean, I'm not going to knock the game for uh, my personal situation where I couldn't concentrate, and I'm not going to knock them for thinking outside the box, even though some shit didn't really work out that well. They could just make a typical bullshit, you know, like mercenary wings or some stupid shit to me, which seems boring as fuck, so. All right. I give them credit for trying okay so uh that took a while but our first section's done so we're going to do the first musical break um as is tradition now it'll be the main theme of the game uh partly because that's one of the only songs we could find (laughs) (laughs) but this would have been the one anyway 
so we will categorize this as Brent's pick. It's the main theme. I, I, presumably, it's what you hear at the main menu. So. Okay, so, uh, story time. Um, there isn't much to say, <laughs> so I will just kind of go through this pretty quickly. Um, so essentially, the start of the game is uh, you, uh, Vasily, uh, so you as in Jeff, uh, Vasily, and your instructor boss guy named Zeke uh, are... Destroy, like fighting some goblins in some abandoned ruins, and this serves as like a tutorial. They kind of teach you how to play the game. 
Um, you kill some goblins, um, and then you get told that you you actually have a new boss. Her name's Anka, and she's trying to be a... I can't remember what they call it, because they use different fucking names for all the different things in this game. But she's like a... Pretty much like an explorer, for, like a dungeon explorer or something. Oh, a Bergman. That's what they call her, a Bergman. Um, which has no... doesn't mean anything. So she is... <laughs> she's like an explorer of dungeons and stuff. And I guess if you explore enough dungeons, you can get citizenship to, like, the city. Because I guess in this world, if you're not in the city, I guess you're just living in fucking, uh, like, mud huts and shit. Because trash. they don't really... <laughs> you Like, you... Like, and they're all, like, racist, kind of. The people in the city are, like... I guess it's not racism. It's, like, uh... Classism. Classism, yeah. Where, like, anybody that's not living in the city is a piece of shit. And, like, they have... They, openly just like tell you you're trash and garbage and you're like well man i'm just here to tell you some shit and they're like get the fuck out of here you fucking piece of shit trash before i kill you and you're like all right dude see you later like uh, there's some like big monster they're gonna like we haven't seen before you're like i don't fucking care yeah you have the you're talking to me do you know your position like okay all right asshole fuck yourself hope you get eaten um yeah, so, like, you do this little mission, and then, like, they don't really give you, like, so you leave the tutorial, and then just, like, you're on the map, and your characters talk a little bit, and then it's just like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Uh, and you you don't, like, they don't really tell you where to go, so I, presumably most people just pick the first mine, and they go there, and then it's like, oh, tutorial, some more tutorial stuff, you want to watch some tutorial stuff? And it's like, okay, sure, why not? Which I guess is a new addition, because uh, apparently before there was a patch, they didn't have this extra tutorial that you could, uh go through yeah that explains a lot so it explains a lot why people maybe not didn't like the game as much because the tutorial was very helpful in explaining a lot of the detailed yeah. things they, you can do that's how they, they, they explain how to steal uh initiative and kind of like positioning i guess yeah and like you still don't know what the fuck you're doing after it but it helps a lot because <laughs> we didn't we didn't actually like cover this either you can like shoot your own guys if you're not careful or you can like like if you don't pay attention, you can like shoot the wall because the, like, or you're trying to shoot through a window, but you shoot the wall instead, or the or a beam because you're not like there's like a solid line or there's like a bro like a line that's broken up, and if you don't pay attention, you could like basically fuck. Yes, I, I fucking did that shit all the time. Or I would try to throw a potion at somebody, and it wasn't actually on the character, so I just fucking throw it at nothing or some like, stupid fucking shit. I'm like, are you? Oh, I get so fucking pissed. It's my own fault for not, like, looking through, but I'd just be, like, in a rush because I was playing in short spurts. Right. Yeah. I think if you hit, like, triangle, it automatically goes to that person so you don't miss, but they don't really explain that. So, I mean, maybe that's kind of, like, a dislike, too. Like, I mean, yeah, I think Nick had told me that, but I would just I would just keep fucking it up. For some reason, I do not, like, I don't know. Well, so the triangle lets you just lock on to the most recently targeted enemy, but you can still just retarget somebody else if you want. Yeah, just you can cycle through and keep hitting like triangle, right? Yeah, I just always just moved manually to see because I wanted I was trying to learn the map at the same time. Yeah. Because for me, just pressing triangle, it's like oh, there's an enemy over there, but I don't know what the fuck's in the way. Yeah, I didn't really use a triangle that much. Uh, I also did notice that if you sometimes if you're like trying to shoot around a corner and try to be like like protect your character some more and like shoot around a corner and it gave you like a good solid arrow. And then it would do combat, and then I'd still shoot the wall anyway. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes, this shit happened to me a couple of times. And I'm just like, I swear this time I paid attention. I don't know why I hit the fucking wall. 
Oh, there was one thing I guess I forgot to mention gameplay that I liked, and that is like every, some there are some missions where you have characters that you can interact with for seemingly no reason, like the dragon. You can either talk to the dragon or you can attack the dragon, or like uh, the lizard people. You can help the lizard do that, or uh, you just start attacking the people that aren't like hostile yet, and uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. Like even like when you meet the orcs, like you can. Like, you're being told, like, you gotta leave. Don't fight back. But they give you the option to fucking attack if you want. But then it's like, okay. Uh, they, they usually don't do that in games. So I like that. Like, there's clearly, like, an obvious path you have to choose. But you can still fuck up just to see what happens if you want to fuck up. So I thought that was pretty cool. But, um, you can also I guess get change, back. You can also change the camera angle. I just forgot about that. There's, like, three different ways. Oh, yeah. There's, like, first person and then, like, big zoom out and then, like, zoom in. Yeah. I think, but I only ever use the big zoom out because, like, I think they recommend like, oh yeah, go first person to make sure your line of sight's clear. But I d would do that, and I'm like, I can't really tell anyway. Yep. So, <laughs> and stuff I thought was good, but it's, it's not good. So fuck it, I'll just stay zoomed out because that way I can see the whole map. Um, but uh, did y'all y'all did y'all both play on PS4? Because I mean, I feel like. On on the small high screen, I was having a little bit of issues fucking looking at shit. Yeah, I played on PS4. Yeah, I play, play PS4. If it was like I was hoping that it was going to be uh, cross by, because then I was like, damn, I can take this motherfucker down in the basement and be away from everybody and just focus. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fucking paying another twenty five dollars for this game to, just to see if I can finish it downstairs. I would have said they're, they're like copies are like five or ten bucks on Amazon. I would have sent you one if you wanted one. Uh, well, it's like, I probably still wouldn't have finished it, but I was thinking that was gonna be my plan to just like in my ba in the basement. That's like I threw Lost Odyssey and shit. I just go down there and a bunch of other games. The kids are roaming around. I can just kind of do myself. But all right. Um. So yeah. So you go to this first dungeon, and then it really like nothing really happens. You clear the dungeon out with the goblins, and then um, I, I can't remember if they make you go to another dungeon or if they like let you actually go on with the story at this point. But oh yeah, you have to go to the other dungeon, and you get to the end of the dungeon, and you beat the Gorians for the first time. Everybody's like, "What the fuck are these?" Because, yeah, this new creature. Yeah, this creature, these like giant insect things, and they just start just eating all the goblins, and you're like, "Uh, let's get the fuck out." They're like the Zerg from uh, uh, Starcraft. That's a good description. They remind me of the, the Tremors and Tremors 2 when they're fucking not under the ground anymore. Let's see what fucking thing. Because like, yeah. <laughs> like the Zerg, they'll spit acid at you. Oh, shit. I think the the Tremors have, like, the they spit shit at too. Uh, so, yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> I just remember their big yeah, so essentially all you need to know is like there are these mindless creatures. They seem mindless. Uh, they like hive based and they just eat everything. So, I mean, you could also go there just like the Tyranids in Warhammer 40k if you really wanted to. Um. So yeah, you see these things. You're like, we gotta get the fuck out. We gotta report this to the people in charge. Let them know we found a new monster. Get that's part of the Bergman's job. Uh, based on some law that got enacted years ago, and everybody's like, we had nobody's had to use that in years, but. More fluff. You never get to that. Never gets any more detail. <laughs> They're just like, oh, there's just some information. All right, that's it. Uh, so you go to the main capital city, Feste, and you try to get in, but you're not citizens of the city. So they like go fuck yourself. Uh, like, and you're like, like we got to like Zeke must have been like a he like left for some reason. But they don't. Yes, yeah, so he used to be in the Knights 
order, which is called the Ritter Order. And for some reason, he retired or something. And so now everybody hates him. I guess he gave up his citizenship, too, or some bullshit. However that works. Uh, so, yeah, like, and you meet the head wizard dude, whatever, named Ingbert or something. And he's got a bone to pick with Zeke. And he pretty much, he, he sends his people to harass you the whole game for some fucking reason. He's just like, I gotta kill these people. And so, like, they show up. Like every five or six missions and they're like oh we're gonna kill you and then you win the mission and they're like oh we're, we're gonna run away and they yeah, keep what coming was the reason, yeah what was the reason they were after you anyways i don't remember i there i don't think they tell you all i know is ingbert like apparently brainwashes people and i guess he hates zekebert and want or zekeland and wants to kill him that's all you really get so uh i don't know because Ernestine was uh, at one point, uh, were, like I guess the apprentice to Zeke, and that's why like they know each other. And then so whatever mind brainwashing. Oh, you know, shit. I th okay. I think I know whether after they're actually after, uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, they're after Nebula. They're after Nebula. First. So there's a point you save Nebula, because you're like, oh, someone's attacking them. So we gotta save him. And then so basically you're like they're. They're after Nebula, and then because you're with Nebula, they're after you. That's right. That's Nebula right. Nebula was like yeah. he. I don't. Well, I don't know why they're mad at him. I can't. Because uh, they think he's a. They think he's. Uh, so yeah, you leave the the mine after the Gorians, and then you meet Nebula, who's being chased by uh, soldiers, and you save him. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. They think I'm a, a traitor or something to the Council, even though I'm just a apprentice. And but I'm not the traitor. There's other people that are actually traitors. And so he's like trying to convince every, like I guess the people that he's not a bad guy, but they don't care, and they're just gonna try to kill him anyway. Because uh, Ingbert's like one of those assholes who's like, whatever I say is right; it doesn't really matter what you say. Um, so yeah, so like you take everybody to the capital, which is a dumb idea. So like, yeah, because Nebula joins you, and you're like, let's all go to the capital together. And instead of him be, like, being like, can you just wait outside the city like, limits or something so they don't see you while we make this, like, talk about this thing we got to report? Um, and then so they send you they send you away, and then he's just like, well, fuck it. Let's go. I'll, I'll come with you to prove your report right, and they'll believe me or something. So you bring Nebula back to the dungeon with the, the Gorians in it, and Vasily's like, uh, I told you I don't want to be here. I so I'm gonna stay at the entrance and you guys do whatever the fuck you want. And and since somebody has to be here to keep the entrance open anyway, um, so you all go explore. You get attacked by Gorians and you leave. And then this big ass Gorian busts through the wall right after everybody thinks that you're safe, and it just eats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this really happening? <laughs> the church is like, I oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I kind of liked her character a little bit. I was like, goddamn. Well, I felt like you didn't, you didn't have enough time with her to, like... Uh, you can see, like, there's, like, some kind of thing going on between Jeff and her, but it's, like, you're not there yet when they kill her off. You're, like... No, you're not. That's why I was just, like... Really? Like, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that they're, like, what the fuck? That sucks. It's not, <laughs> it's not like Final Fantasy VII where Aerith is, like, this too or whatever. Um, no, it's, like... The first hour of the game, she like maybe the first two hours of the game, she dies. Yeah, literally, no one gives a shit about that. Well, Jeff does a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the player as a player. No one's oh, like, yeah, yeah. all right, like, uh, wow, that's a shocker. All right, carry on. It's kind of like... So then basically you lose two characters because then Zeke leaves you too. Yeah. He's like, I got to report this to the sister who you already know hates him. And it's like, okay, good luck with that, man. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was, like, weird because, like, she's also the only character that really is... Like, she acts dumb and, like, like a like space head, like air head or whatever. But, like, she's the only one that's like, this is a bad idea. Let's not go back here. Right. Uh, and everybody else is like, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's, it's like, fine. Oh, that's foreshadowing right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, like, this one point, like, she goes, Jeff, that's my line. And you're like, what? When did you say? I don't think you ever said that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? what are you talking about? Like, did, does this was this something cut that we missed? Like, I don't... You haven't been around enough to have, like, a catchphrase. <laughs> I think that was just one of those things where, like, she was just teasing him or something. Because, like, she's one of those people that just teases oh. the person she likes all the time or whatever. Yeah. That's how I took it. But it wasn't, like, this... like I said, her character wasn't established yet, so you don't know what the fuck's going on. You, you don't... It's a hard read to get on that. The, the, like, does he? Does he? I mean, like, maybe you're saying when you're telling the story, but does he develop another love interest, or was that it? Well, so spoilers. Yeah. Uh, if you do New Game Plus, which is just New Game, by the way, it's not New Game Plus. It's just New Game with some extra shit because it's, you don't keep your levels, you don't keep your items, you don't keep jack shit. It's that'd uh, be too easy. It's not doing a plus. It's it's the second run. With, yeah. With a like, ring that. That gives you a little bit more defense, but then at the very, 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 very end, you could save her. You save her, basically. But yeah. So uh, when you play the game again and you get to that point, <sighs> instead of just killing her right away, she gets like consumed or or carried away by one of the like the big Gorian, and you chase them down to the end of the mine, but you're too late to save her. And you find her ring on the ground uh, near the exit where the groins came out of. And then if you keep the ring on, uh, or you put the ring on before like you start the last three missions, uh, you hear Jeff hears her voice, and it has to be put on Jeff specifically. Jeff hears her voice, and she's like, "Come save me, Jeff! Come save me!" or something. I can't remember. And Jeff's like, "What the fuck was that, Vasily?" And they, you don't hear anything else about it <laughs> until you kill the boss, the final boss. And then instead of like just dying, the final boss like poops out Vasily's body, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's Vasily!" And then it, you marry her or something. Yeah. So like 0.01% of people who bought this game saw that, probably. Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> probably most people, you said most people, 20% of them didn't get past the. I mean, 80% of them get past the first fucking trophy, yeah. and I'm sure most people did play, didn't even play a second run if they did beat it. The only people that really liked the game did that, I would say. So, and it's not like yeah. it's that much. Like, I don't know why they made you like hide behind a second playthrough. I guess they're like, "Fuck, people probably aren't gonna like this game too much. Let's give them a reason to play it again." <laughs> That's not a very good reason. People would like it more if you're like, "Okay, you beat the game, new game plus. You have the option of carrying all your shit over or starting over." Yeah, that that would be nicer, I would think, for this game in particular. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like because you already demonstrated that you can beat the game, why not let people power trip? Like that's why yeah. people play games. Like they like being super powerful. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Vasily gets eaten, and uh, then he, Jeff like is like, "I'm gonna destroy every last Gorian out there, fuck him." And Nebula's like, "I'm so sorry. I can't. We had to come back here. Uh, we should have just never done that. I should have believed you guys in the first place." And he's like, "He feels bad." 
and Zeke's like, all right, I got to go tell Vasily's sister what happened. And he leaves. And Anka's like, well, I guess we should go report this or something. Um, and then on your way back to Feste, because you're all fucking retarded, like, you're not wanted there, but the characters keep trying to go back. Anyway, uh, you run into this... Uh, so first you run into a another group that's trying to capture you, and you kill them. And you're like, okay, I guess we can't go back to the city. Where should we go? And you try going somewhere else, and you run into this little girl who's being attacked by goblins. Her name's Tatiana. And you save her. And she's like, oh, I live in the orc village. And everybody's like, how the hell do you do that? Because we're at war with the orcs. Well, I guess there's a peace treaty, but uh, there was a point before the game started where they were at war with the orcs. And, no, and they're all believed to be like mindless savages, as orcs typically are. So you, she's like, no, no. I was adopted when I was a baby. Let's go. So you get to the orc village and the chief there is like i'll let you have tatiana or something i'll give you whatever you want if you turn the leader's great axe so you're like okay so you go get the axe and you come back and then you kill this orc chief and then the real leader of the orcs comes in and he takes the axe back and this is like probably some of the stupidest dialogue in this whole game at this point because he's like uh what are you fucking humans doing here I'm gonna fucking kill you, and then, right? And he gives you a nebula to attack him or not? Yeah. Then you like you run away to the entrance. He's like, "Oh, I'm just kidding. It was just a test." But really, you got to get the fuck out of here. And Tatiana's like, "No, no, they helped me." And the nebula's like, "I got this." And he's like, "So we gave you your axe back. So that means you owe us a favor." And the orc chief leader dude's like, "Oh, you're very, uh." He says, like, a, a specific word. I can't remember which word it is, but he's, like, very, like, smart and sneaky. Oh, all right. I'll let you have whatever you want. And I'm, like, I'm, like, reading this. I'm, like, this doesn't make any... <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Unless this orc is that <laughs> fucking stupid. I guess he's that fucking stupid. I'm like, okay. He has a sword on his cock. Uh, that's true. Very, very interesting design choice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's just, like, fucking dry humps people. In the middle of combat to death, like swings his sword cock around. Oh man. So, yeah, so at this point, like you su successfully negotiate to have Tatiana come with you. Um, and you go, I think Zeke comes back at this point. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, because you, you try to leave and then you get ambushed by Ernestine and a bunch of troops. And you have to, this is where uh, Kevin was talking about, where you have to like lower the door to protect this ramp that you're on. And stop, and then like kind of funnel the enemies around to the side, and like snipe them as they're coming up. But essentially, you do this, and Ernstine's like, "Oh shit, they won. I guess I'll leave." Um, and then I think Zeke comes back, and at this point, your character's like, "I don't know. We can't go back to the capitals. So what do we do?" And Tatiana's like, "Oh, actually, uh, my dad said the king, the undying king, Gamora, wants to talk to you guys." And you guys are like, "All right, well, it's better than nothing." Uh, so you go like through these catacombs and tunnels and shit uh, to get to the Undying City where Gamora is. And on the way, you fight uh, Ernestine and Mel and Ingbert some more. You fight Tatiana and uh, Tatiana's dead mom and dad, which is th which is then why you learn why you went there because her parents went there many many years ago uh, on a mission from Feste people and they for some reason were told to explore this area and they got killed and they got turned into skeletons by the undying king and she wanted to see if it was true or not so she confesses 
And everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have lied to your friends. But it's okay. We're here anyway, so I might as well keep... Um, then you find this, like, a uh, broken the orc, down... The Orc King's like, you need to go see the Undying King to help fight the the um, Gorians, right? Basically is what they're... No. no. Well, that's... Because that, they're... Well, so that's what Tatiana lied about. So she said the Orc King said to go see the Undying King, but she just oh, made that shit up. Oh, I did not pick that up. Yeah, she lied. And it, everybody's like, why do you lie to your friends like that? And I'm like, you guys don't know her. <laughs> Right, I was like, She's, I was like, met her like a week ago, maybe a week ago. It was more like a day ago, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I was like confused, like, oh, I lied to you guys, but what'd you lie? Like, I didn't re- like, I didn't realize I was get like that. Like, I get that was her parents or whatever, but I thought it was just like a coincidence, like that they should, like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's what happened to. Oh, they were there, but I didn't know yeah, she I... was actually like directing them that way. No, he didn't even do shit. He. He's like, he's like the last thing he says is that like, you guys can go, but she lies about him saying, "Oh yeah, go see the Undying King," because she wants to go see where her parents are. So the Orc King doesn't give a fuck. At this, like he doesn't care. He's like, "All right, you got Tatiana, I got my axe back, cool." But Tatiana's like, "Okay, I could trick these guys into going and finding my parents, maybe, by telling them the King wants us to go see the Undying King." So you do that, and you find this like broken down golem that you repair or Anka repairs and then Mel who's been brainwashed by Ingbert who's also one of the people that's been following you shows up with her golem and you guys have like a golem duel and you win and then somehow you break the mind control and give her her golem back that used to be the golem she had before yeah but it made it seem like the like the that golem was like what's giving her mind control but like why was he mind controlling her in the first place like I don't understand like, is she the only one that can use golems? Like, I don't understand the, her purpose. It's just like a dumb kid character. Yeah. I don't really explain it. As far as I can tell. <laughs> um, so, so you get through, like, you go through, through some more tunnels and catacombs. You fight this big minotaur. You get to the Undying King, and like you get there, and he just starts saying shit like, "What the fuck are you doing here? You need to leave, and you can leave, or you can stay and fight him and kick his ass and get some treasures." Um, and regardless of what you do, like you leave, everybody's like, "Okay, what now?" And then uh, I think Nibla is like, "Hey, how about we go talk to the lizard people?" And everybody's like, "Sure, why not? We got nothing else to do." So you go see the lizard people, and then you get attacked by fucking Ingbert and. Ernestine again, and you fight them off, um, and then you get to the lizard capital place where you talk to like this great lizard warrior who's the only one that's not an asshole. He's like, "Hey, welcome, humans!" And everybody else is like, "Fucking humans! Uh, we, we're gonna kill you!" And he's like, "It's cool, whatever." Um, and like he has a one-on-one talk with Nebula about things, and I think there's an option here where if you get greedy and you try to take the, the ultra ultra ultramanium, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, like the the big old rock that's infinite pluton uh like he gets pissed off and you don't get the pluton rock but if you kind of wait and just let uh because the whole his whole thing is uh humans are greedy for pluton and that's all they want and you have to like show that you're not just there for pluton uh even though that's all you're there for uh <laughs> so like you pass the test you get the ultimate pluton and he's like okay there's a very important relic in this mine somewhere i need you to go find it to prove your worth or whatever 
so you have this infinite pluton rock, and you go fight some Lorians, you find this, like, old hat in a charger chest, and you bring it back. And you get told that this was the hat of Solomon, the great greatest human mage who discovered Pluton or something uh, for humans. And uh, you get the hat in exchange for the Ultramanium or whatever the fuck it's called. And then, like, uh, Nebula learns some more spells. Uh, he becomes a better character. And everybody's like, okay, what now? And I can't remember why they think to go talk to some dragon on the mountains, but they decide to go talk to some dragon on the mountains. Oh, no. Um, first you go back to Feste because you're like, okay, cool. We got we got a power up. Maybe we can convince people to let us in to town again or something. Um, and then you go and you have to fight Ernestine again, but this time before the fight, Zeke leaves and he's like, I got a plan. And like he comes back with this katana for some reason and he like pretends to kill Ernestine, and that somehow breaks her out of her brainwashing. And she joins you. And then, I can't remember why, but you guys are like, alright, let's go talk to the dragon on the mountain. And so, everybody goes to talk to the dragon on the mountain. And, uh, on the way up the mountain, you meet a goblin, who has a penchant for looking up the girl's skirts, and talking about their panties. <clears throat> because it's a JRPG, and you gotta do some creepy work before the end of the game. Oh, well, I'm glad I missed that part. So, uh, this goblin is also unique because he can speak English. And then the other goblins speak English, and he's not, like, um, aggressive or whatever. So everybody's just kind of like, okay, whatever. And you, he's always talking shit to Nebula about getting, he wants his hat back. And Nebula's like, this is Solomon's hat, the great Solomon, wizard, human wizard, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I know, it's my hat. And nobody picks up on the fact that this is probably the same guy yet. So you keep going up the mountain, you end up beating this dragon, and you can either choose to uh, attack the dragon and like prove your strength, or you just like go up there and you get given a weapon uh, by his like servant chick, who's like half dragon or something. They don't really explain what she is. Um, and so you pick a weapon, or you kill the dragon, and you get a different weapon to choose from, and you make your way back down the mountain, and you're like, alright, so we got the strong weapon, maybe we can kill Gorians now, or something. And, like, Solomon, and this new girl, Gamora, whatever, like, they, kind of everybody talks, and you kind of learn that, yes, this is, this goblin man is the old human wizard guy, he got cursed and turned into a goblin, he's been alive for centuries, for some reason, and he's fucking crazy now, because he's you got a goblin brain or something. And then on your way back down the mountain, Gorians show up, so you gotta like fight your way through Gorians. And then as you're leaving the mountain, Inkbert shows up and he's like, You gotta help me, please. The capital's under attack. You have to save the capital. And everybody's like, Alright, we gotta do it. Let's go do it. So then you go and you go to the capital, and this is the only part of the game where you actually have like a choice in what you're doing. Uh, because there are two routes you can take. You can go through like this uh, broken down gate, or you can go like underneath the city for some reason. Uh, I only ever went to the broken down gate because I read that the going under the city was harder. So I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. So I went to the other side. Uh, so did you do the same thing, Kuju, or did you try both routes? Uh, I went to. I went towards the where the Gorian like the if you kill all the Gorians then the second one comes yeah. up. I went yeah. towards where they came out the second time. Okay, okay, yeah, me too. All right. Okay. So 
none of us play the other half of the the final battle then that's which is cool yeah because I, I was like at that like the second playthrough i'm like i don't want to learn a new map <laughs> yeah me too i was like i already know how to beat the other one fuck it that's exactly i was like i'm done like, i'm gonna just get my last trophy and be done yeah uh so you kind of go through there and then you like you get to the, like the final arena where uh the gorian queen's there and you're gonna kill her and save the day and depending on if you're on your new game plus or not you kill her and you save the day and you save vesely or you don't and then you get the endings which is wow the best endings i've ever seen in my life for a video game <laughs> uh, and the word i think the i think the worst part of the endings is, is come from like the perspective of uh what's her face uh mel mel you're like the the twelve-year-old kid is like telling you what happened to everyone. You're like, oh, and it's like the way she talks is just so fucking annoying. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm surpri surprised that they didn't get like a competent writer for the story. I'm not. Well, I mean, I th <laughs> if you if you if you look at their composer, they got like the composer from Kenshin and Tenchu and Sekiro. And then the look like the art, the character designers from Fate Zero. So I mean, they got competent people for those things. You would think they would have brought in some kind of uh, anime well-known person for writing. At least had something decent up. I mean, I don't know. I, so I feel like most of the games we've played, like people have like whoever's been uh, like writing the plot for the games has felt like, oh yeah. I'm the best. I can do this. Like we experienced with Lost Odyssey, where like they had yeah. like, an actual writer <laughs> write some shit, and it was good. And then but still, the game whoever did the game writing was like, nah, I don't. We don't need to like talk to them about this. We're just gonna do this in house or whatever. It's gonna be great, and it's not not as good as it could be. And I think maybe they just get like a big head about it, and they're like, nah, this is my story. I'm gonna write it the way I want to write it, and that's that. Or whatever, but it definitely could have used more everything. It just needed more depth. Yeah, the characters are like it doesn't even like list a writer. It just has a director. You know, a lot of games have like the writer and then the director or whatever. It doesn't even have, they don't even have a fucking <laughs> they don't even have a fucking writer. So I guess that makes fucking sense. Well, I think all the characters are all all one note. You know, like they're all um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh prototypical type of characters you know like you're bleeding. a little tropey yeah tropey yeah they're all tropey and it's like i don't know i i get it like a tr everyone has a trope like but there's more to them to that but they never get more you know they, they never get past the trope you know so like, yeah that's like the that's the difference between a good writer and a bad writer it's like everyone's a trope obviously like everyone has their class or the way they are but there's more to someone that everyone's more complex than just the, the the surface level and there was not any of that like you couldn't you didn't even know what was really going on in the in like the world yeah so does creator compared much talking to the likes of Final fancy tactics well motherfucker wow. it's nothing like Final fancy tactics for one thing your story and music is garbage compared to tactics the gameplay is unique but i mean that's a dumb thing to compare it to well, every tactical RPG is compared to Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just part of yeah. It's just part of the the like when you're. But if I was a, if I was a creator, that's I wouldn't say that. To me, I'd be like, oh, maybe like I it, I was inspired by, but not I wouldn't compare it to it. Well, 
that's how you play your game. You're like, oh, it's like Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, really? Sweet. Well, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's kind of arrogant as a as is the creator to compare yourself. I would just say inspired, but yeah, it does. That's it like pays dividends to be humble sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in, in regards to the writing, uh, like even in like I think I remember from like elementary school when they I was taking like there's English classes and they're like describing how to make characters and they're like you can either have a static character or a dynamic character. And static characters suck because they're the same thing the entire story, but dynamic characters change. Right. And they're more like intriguing, and people get more invested in them because they've they've made they've had development. And most most writers just forget that, I guess. They're just like, oh, this character is always ditzy. This character is always brave, or whatever. Well, this character is like some of the like. Yeah, I mean, to be the main problem with RPGs, I think sometimes is when they do like the silent protagonist. And they're like, oh, you're supposed to be the character. But you don't really feel, like, if that character has no personality, like, you can't identify with the character. You're just, like, you're just, a, like, a static thing, you know? Like, yeah. You know, I feel like you're in the way of the story at that point. Like, you know? Like, you might get your yes and no, like, choices and stuff, but, like, the best yeah. RPGs are, like, there's a well-defined main character, and either you identify with them or you don't, but at least there's a... Uh, direction that the story is going based on the character's actions. Well, yeah, because then yeah. at that point, you're when you're having conversations with the characters, you're talking to the characters, and they're not just talking at you. Yeah, which is what silent protagonists suck. Because like the characters are always like, "Hey, fucking fuckface, do you think it's a good idea to go do this?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I thought too. And it's like, what the fuck? No. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, point. <laughs> I mean to be fair, I don't, I don't think most people play strategy rpgs for the story i mean it's nice if it has a good one but i mean you're spending 30 to an, 30 minutes to an hour and 20 to 30 like 90 percent of your fucking times in combat i know but why can't oh. like a strategy rpg have the story in the combat like it's not i mean final basic tactics and tactics ogre do i think some of the fire emblems do but well, that's what I'm saying. yeah like it, you can do it you can make a good game like it's uh, just because it's a strategy rpg doesn't mean you can't have story i mean well, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't. I don't think most people are are ever going to play a strategy RPG for the story itself because you spend so you spend so much fucking time in combat compared to other games. Well, that's why I really don't like playing strategy RPGs unless they. Have I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's fair. I just think. I mean, I just I don't think they need one. It's just nice that they have one. Unlike a regular JRPG, I feel like you need a, you need some good character growth and stuff like that. Just the way the games play out. Well, yeah, it's like a fine balance because, like in a regular RPG, battles take like two, three minutes. So right. You need that. You need the narrative to propel the player to keep playing. Whereas the point of a strategy game is the strategy gameplay. So, like you spend like the opposite amount of time. Like you spend like an hour doing a, a battle, and then like two minutes on the, the story because you're like, all right, gotta get into the next battle. That's all I got. The, there is that one. Uh, what's that game with the weird name? Like. Omowaro, Tono, you know, I think that game is like very light on the strategy and very heavy on the fucking hentai dumb story. You know what game I'm talking about? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Under, it's like it's like underwater Ray Romano or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game's supposed to be very, very light on strategy and uh, the elements. Like you don't even have that many battles. It's most like a visual novel. Utawaro Romano. Yeah, there's like three of them now. A, I mean, I think that's. 
That's not very common for it to be that way. No, they, they, they've even got some like Dynasty Warrior Musao ripoff versions too. I think that's the. Oh really? Mono's on. I think it's very, like I was thinking about playing it at one point, but then I heard it's like very fucking sexual, and I'm like, I don't know. Never mind. It can't be like that sexual because they put it on PlayStation. So. Well, I think it's based off like some. It's probably based off a of hentai. Yeah, some some, but a lot of shit is. I think Fate Zero is or Fate this Fate series is originally based off of hentai or some shit. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> oh boy. Well, okay. All right, well, not going down the not going on the anime rain again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there, was there anything you guys liked or disliked about the story? Because uh, I'll just say I really didn't like anything about the story, and uh, it all it mostly all sucked. Like they had some interesting things that they like touched on, like I mentioned before, but like they didn't actually go anywhere. They're just even like at the end of the game, you get the dragon girl, and she's like, "Oh, Jeff." I knew your dad, and you're just like him, and I got a little, I know a secret about you, haha, and people are like, is he like half dragon? She's like, oh, maybe, ha, I'm just kidding. I'm like, can you, just, what the fuck are you talking about? The, she says that, like, he's part of the dragon, he's got dragon race in him, in his blood, or something like that, and they're like, oh, you should wear, put on this new uniform, and I'm like, what? I didn't, I couldn't really tell what was different. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here, I got this for you. And then everybody's like, oh, you look so manly now, Jeff. And I'm like, nothing's changed. I'm like, you got shoulder pads? What, is that what happened? I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving it a 1.5 for the story because it's, uh. <laughs> I mean, I already played part of it, but I mean, I had zero interest in the story. So yeah, I guess I'll give it a 1.5. I feel like they. Just, I don't know if like they probably think the story's fucking good when they really sat back and looked at it because it, it really isn't. The dialogue's not very good. Oh yeah, there's also like uh, DLC. The voice acting's pretty decent though. So you, I, mean, they, it's, I thought, right? Isn't it? Yeah, we can get, we'll get to the voice That's acting. another section. Yeah. Right. Um, but so, I mean, they did put some effort into that part. But... So also, there's like a DLC, and it's like when they when you read the description, it's like in an alternate uh, version of the story, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> They're like, did you try the DLC? I tried it, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it anymore. I'm to... No, yeah, it's so don't. I would recommend nobody play the DLC because they, it's way, it's way more difficult. And I think you only play it on your first new game. You can't play it if you save Vasily for some fucking reason. Right, you only play it in your first save, and you can only use three characters, and one of your accessory slots is used by that stupid ring that doesn't like, so you can be in. I don't know, it's weird. So, so yeah, you can use them in the combat, and then the first map is a long line. It's a straight line, and there's nothing but like ranged fucking Gorians perched up on high ass uh, spots, and they're just gonna like fuck your shit. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. Yeah. I don't have the time to learn this map, man. I, I know. I was like, and then, I guess there's two maps, and basically all it is is like uh, Vasily becomes the Gorian queen, and you just kill her. So that that's the story. That's the alternate version. I'm like. Oh, I'm so glad it was on the internet. I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm also a 1.5. I mean, it's pro uh, at least it has some st like character, and there might be one note, but I guess it's not the worst. <laughs> it's probably the worst story of all the games that we play. Have you played? Yeah. Six uh, by far, probably. Yeah. All no. Well, I'm talking about for the reboot part. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played Quest 64. There's not worse story than that game. 
Yeah, probably fair because I played it and I don't remember the fucking story. So, uh, you go yeah. find your dad. You find your dad. You're like, hey, dad, and you just <laughs> you like run past him, and you like to go find the last <laughs> boss, and you're like, I think he dies or something. You're like, alright, uh, I'm gonna go avenge you now. Game over. Yay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was. I just told you the whole story. The whole Quest sixty four plot right there. My dad's missing. He's a mage. I'm a mage. I'm gonna go mage to find my dad. Through all these hallways, Woo. you're still you're still upset over that game, aren't you? <laughs> so, but like, <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Fuck. Nick, Nick was moving. That was his excuse. So. Yeah, I was yeah, moving I'm the moving, fucking. I can't play like this ten-hour game. Sorry. <laughs> that's, I, that's a good excuse, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, all my shit was in storage or whatever, like in boxes. I'm not gonna. I was. And then, uh, yeah, because I was moving up to Culpepper. Yeah. So, yeah, I was moving up there. All my shit was in storage. Like, I didn't feel like digging out my 64. I was like, yeah, fuck it. It's Y'all can do it. I don't give a shit. I just, like, downloaded it on my computer and played it on there and, like, save-stated that shit. But it took me, like, two days to beat. But I was like, it was, like, torture to play that game. Like, I don't know how I'm doing this. I must really want to be on this, this podcast. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's that's another reason why I really didn't give a shit because uh, Kudo will do it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, he's got somebody else to do it with him. I ain't gotta worry about it then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's my it's my least favorite of all time is Quest sixty four. Like, I wanted to beat it just to say that I played the worst, like one of the worst RPGs ever. And I, you know, you play it as a kid, and you kind of have that nostalgia. Like, oh, I can't be like. You know when you're kid, like, maybe I just didn't understand what I was doing and like no it's just a fucking broken piece of shit. So it's not yeah, that, like, this game is not that for sure like story wise maybe but gameplay is legit. No like I think I uh, another reason why I didn't want to play Quest sixty four is because I played it as a kid like I have my copy and I'm like I I think I got like thirty minutes into it and I was like I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I've already got me like halfway through and being like, eh, it's fucking stupid. Yep. Oh, shit. All right, so uh, that story pretty much done and dusted. Uh, I think we've only got two two more songs, so I think we'll do a musical break now and then uh, right before, at the end, right. just to kind of get it through. Uh, because, yeah, nobody wants this music on their YouTube account, I guess. if They probably can't even find any. I don't know. I've only found three songs, so this is what this is what you're getting, guys. Um, yeah, if I find one, so this like, one... I, I probably like I'll probably Google it, and if I find one, I'll put another one in here somewhere. But yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that. I did some Google Foo, and I still couldn't turn anything up. So maybe it's all like maybe it's somewhere in Japanese, and uh... it's not on, like Amazon Music or anything. No, like they have the soundtrack listed, but you can't actually listen to it. Oh shit! He said he's a fairly famous composer, so he probably like goddamn, I should never post this fucking game. Oh, shit. So, uh, this is nobody's pick, but this is battle music uh, coming up. It's the music you hear most of the time when you're playing the game because you're in battle most of the time. (laughs) 
Alrighty, so on to visuals. Um, this is just going to be a, just like how we felt about the uh, overall visual aesthetic of the game. Um, I guess uh, we'll try. We'll start with you. How'd you think about the visuals? Because you're playing on a Vita, so everything probably looked like better on the smaller screen. I I would guess, but it's just small. So. Yeah, I actually. I mean, I didn't mind the graphics. I thought they were fine for the style of game was supposed to be. I I kind of like the characters' designs. I didn't think they were like too like overly stupid or whatever. They were just. I mean, they were great, but I mean, I thought it was fine. I didn't know just now it was the character that the uh, character designer from Fate Zero, which I really love that anime. So. Well, they have like an like if you let the game sit, there's like an anime like intro, which is pretty cool. And the options change the uh, portraits for the characters from like anime to like just like uh, face portrait to like full body portrait and then like realistic looking portrait or no portrait or something. Huh, that's a lot of effort into That's kind of cool. And they should put a little bit more time into the story and not so many portraits, but... (laughs) Well, they got got, like 10 monster models, so whoever uh, like did the character models probably got done like two months in and like I need something to do and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. something man here <laughs> shit so uh yes yeah, so what would you rate the visuals then Travis yeah three three all right uh so how, how do you feel Kevin yeah I, I think they're pretty average uh nothing great but nothing terrible so it was uh not didn't hurt my eyes to look at it. I mean, I mean, I feel like it's PS, PS3, like, graphics, you know? So, um, they're not, like, super smooth or detailed. Like, there's enough there to, you know, what's going on. But, um, they're fine. Um, and I guess the anime version of the stuff looks pretty good. So, I mean, it's a 3. And, like, I, I guess I, I just wish there was a, a little bit more variation in, like, the the monsters but or i don't know i guess they can't really do that either because of the way the game is like there's like at least there's like four or five different races and stuff so um yeah it's not bad so i'll give it three okay uh yeah i'll i'll kind of agree with you on like the monster stuff it's disappointing like you get there's like four different versions of goblins i think like there's ones with a gun ones with a pickaxe ones with a the shaman yeah the mage and then like you fight like you find the lizard people but you only end up fighting like you get a priest and then you get like a another a lizard swordsman and then a lizard like berserker or something and then like golems all look the same you fight like three trolls in the game uh all the dragons there's like i guess like ice dragons or something and then you fight fire dragons later and then like the big old dragon uh like a bunch of skeleton dudes and then like a bunch of like human soldier dudes and uh, so like you're fighting the same models over and over again oh there's also orcs and the orcs all look the same they're just carrying different weapons so it's like uh all right that's cool but i guess like uh you guys said the visuals aren't bad like nothing really it's like grating on the eyes uh it's all pretty easy to look at um it doesn't help that most of the levels look the same like anytime you're in a, a mine it's like oh boy I'm in a mine, which I can understand. Like it's like you're in a fucking mine. Like what are you gonna do with mines? Right. Uh, to make a cave look different, but at the same time, it's like it's a little bland. Yeah. Like could you do any other type of like this is why RPGs have like a fucking lava level. They have right. Like, yeah. Have a, 
like it's it's tropey as fuck but it's it provides different visual aesthetics for the player to look at so you're not like oh man more gray yeah. rocks yeah, especially rocks. when you're fucking fucking up and having to repeat it and you're in there for quite some time mm-hmm. yeah it'd be nice to not look at the same color fucking line for six fucking item stages yeah well, I don't know that. Like, uh, like this, the, I thought the like the projectile animations, like for spells and stuff, were decent. Uh, like nothing, like any, all the information you needed was available to you, like aesthetically and like visually and whatever. So, yeah, we're you, for. I don't think for strategy RPG you need these like crazy looking like attack animations, like because after a while, even if you have them, people are gonna be clicking them off anyways. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> Yeah, most strategy games have a setting like turn off battle animation because people don't care that like a lot of people don't care that much. They're just like, uh, just here for the strategy stuff. Yeah, because they look pretty cool in Fire Emblem, but after you've seen them all for like the first couple of stages, you're like, all right, I I, I just want to fucking play the game. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Oh yeah. So a, a good thing about the visuals not being overpowering, which I guess, what I wouldn't mind in this like in the strategy game. Uh, because the, the only reason I care about visuals being like too much or in like an actiony kind of game where like it, they actively obscure what you're doing and you can't really tell what the fuck's going on anymore. So kind of like a, some problem we had in like a uh, last story, where, like there would be some animation sometimes like happening, and I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on on screen right now. So like you get like three or four seconds of just like I guess I can't do something or you just keep mashing yeah. or whatever because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Okay, the animation. Right. Also, the so, camera can kind of be a pain in the ass sometimes when you're trying to see where, like your line of shot, and then like oh yeah, and it's like I feel like they should have made it where the walls where you could see through them, like when you're trying to go and see where their line of shot is. But it's like, nope, I'm gonna either look on one side or the other. And I can't tell if I'm hitting it or not. Yeah, yeah, that definitely would have helped you. Definitely a lot of quality of life stuff that could have been added, but well. It is what it is. We only judge about what we were given. So we're only gonna judge it by the fifty-two percent on Metacritic. Right. That's well, it's about. We're giving it a three right now for visuals. So that's about fifty percent. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I'll give it a three, and then uh, we'll move on to voice. Uh. So who's the composer, Travis? You looked them up. Um. Makes fucking see his name again. Um. I can't say Japanese names. Noriyuki Asakura, which he does the Kenshin anime from the 90s, which I love. And looks like he does the Tenchi games and Part of Sekiro. So he's done some pretty. I mean, Kenshin's pretty fucking big, and, you know, the Tenchi games are really popular, so he's not. Yeah, he did some popular things. Yeah. Did he make Kenshin like a live action show, too? Well, there's that movie that just came on Netflix for it. It was supposed to be pretty good, but... He's like that samurai, right? Roni Kenshin. The samurai, well... Kenshin? Yeah. Yeah, in Kenshin, he has, like, the... He don't... He won't kill nobody. In Samurai X, he's, like, kind of like the badass that goes crazy. Gotcha. So... Uh... They'll be honest. How many... How many tracks did you think that there... How many tracks are there? Um, if I had to make it an educated guess, I'd say there are 10, 11, or 12 actual tracks in this game. 
It seems kind of weak for a game of this length. It's well, they use the battle music for every encounter almost. That you, sometimes you get different boss music, I believe. Um, yeah, you gotta change that to me. It's annoying. You gotta change the battle system, like the battle music up. Like, at least have three or four of them to rotate through. Yeah, there should have been like a orc music and a goblin music, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, all like. All your other, like, Final Fantasy tactics, I mean, that fucking Sean Tracks got goddamn fucking god tier, but you gotta be like that, but you gotta be having some some different shit. Otherwise, people are just gonna pit it on fucking mute and listen to something else. Yeah. And, you, and it looks like they got a decent composer, you would think that, you know. Well, maybe that's how they got him. It's like, we got a great one, but he's only doing five songs. <laughs> yeah. get expensive, I guess, so. Yeah, I mean, Buffer, you know he could probably compose if he worked on fucking Kenshin and Sekiro. Well, this came out before Sekiro, so we can't really count that yet. Well, no, I'm just saying he's obviously a good composer, like... Yeah. All the Tenchu games had pretty cool music, the couple that I played. But, yeah, I guess maybe uh, maybe they just... Maybe they didn't give a shit. Maybe it's like, whatever, we just need some, we just need some music. Just whatever. I, mean, I don't know how. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah, I don't know either. But so you, you got like the main intro music, and then I think you've got like probably music from the animation intro movie thing. Then you got like your battle music, your overworld music. Uh, ending credits music, <laughs> like boss music. Yeah, I think there might only be like ten songs, if that. Man, I think I might. There might be less. Uh. Oh well. Um, Good night. Love you. So I think most of the music was okay. I think it was largely forgettable though. Like I don't re really remember any of the songs. Uh, nothing that really was catchy. But nothing that was really like, oh fuck, this song again. It was just kind of like, it faded to the background eventually. Yeah, uh, I didn't really hear it after a while. And then the voice acting was largely hit or miss. Like there's some characters that I thought were good. Like I think Jeff's voice actor did an okay job. I think I like Zeke. Um, I don't recognize any of the, the cast in there. No. But then some of the other people, like, the I, I hate whiny characters, like, girl, or not girl, child characters anyway. Oh, yeah, they're and the worst. Mel was annoying. Uh, Vasily had, like, her voice, she was, like, too bubbly or something. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, the, most of them did an okay job. It's not like the best voicing I've, acting I've ever heard. It's not the worst voice acting I've ever heard. So it's just kind of okay. So like, I'll give music and voice acting total like a two point five. It's just kind of whatever. Uh, I'll give it a two. Just because the music wasn't shit to me, but I thought it was all right. Pretty average. I'm gonna give it a three. I didn't hate it, and the voice acting was decent. So. So, um, for I was looking up what it costs for games or whatever for music for indie game composers. They say with a fair amount of experience and decent credit lists, it's anywhere from two hundred to a thousand dollars per minute of music. So you probably think he's probably at least in the mid tier of that. So that is a lot of money, but shit. I mean, I don't know. I guess it is. It's like a dumb thing to fucking. To knock your fucking price off, though. Yeah. 
especially in a in a, a in a genre like RPG where it's pretty important. Well, we don't know how their finances went, I guess, so we can't really say what they decided to spend their money on. But they probably spent their whole budget trying to figure out the combat system. And <laughs> I know they're saying, well, they spent on the fucking story. I tell you that. Oh shit. All right, uh, so I guess we'll move on to overall experience. Um, as Brent would say, this is expectations versus reality, uh, which is kind of what I uh, did this time going into it. Seeing all these reviews and everybody shitting on the game, and then I was fully prepared for a really, really bad time. Like, is this Archive point two? I mean, 2.0? The what? Are you expecting is this Archive 2.0? You have to say it again. I didn't catch it. Uh, so were you expecting a Zist Archive 2.0? Zist Archive. Uh, yeah. I heard all I was hearing was Archive. I'm like, what the fuck is Archive? <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I was expecting like to be a game that I had been looking forward to for a long time and then being disappointed in it. Uh, and it was the opposite for me. Like, I really... I think it was probably my favorite game I've played this year, maybe even last year. But I, could, I don't remember what I played last year too much, but... I'm, most recent memory is my favorite game I've played in a long time, just because the way the gameplay worked and the flow of like the combat and like the I don't mind punishing gameplay and like it's it does feel like it sucks a lot, but then like for me the payoff of getting through that struggle is worth way more than just kind of coasting through a game and, yeah. have, and not really caring about what I'm doing. Um, but I I also feel like a lot of like the reviews I read. Uh, were written by like and I, I'm gonna be offensive. I don't really mean too much offense by it, but a lot of reviews I read from people were written by either uh, people that were too lazy to actually play the game, um, or they couldn't, they weren't smart enough to learn how to play the game. Or they didn't um, want to. They didn't want to. Yeah, like they're just like maybe they they had they were on a like a like they have like 12 games to review in a month and then they, they pop this one in and they're like yeah i'm not doing this and they play it yeah they're like there's no way in the fucking hell i'm learning to play this fucking yeah, game to do a review like, yeah play like three hours take some screenshots of like some oh look at this weird shit happening on the screen yeah. let me write some shit about it all right next right, it's like i feel like yeah, at that point at that point you should have called it an impression and not a review which is an rp gamer does if they don't finish the game they just call it an impression okay that's better. At least that's more like uh, I don't want to get into like ethics and morals shit, whatever. But it's like more honest with your the, the people reading your uh, your yeah products or whatever. So uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed this game, and I will four point five. Damn overall. I was struggling with that extra point five there at the end, but I was like, you know what? I had a blast playing it, and I was so like, I was disappointed, like when I finished it, and I I jumped right back into that second playthrough right away because I was like, fuck yeah, let's keep going, and uh, like I, I think I struggled the the last fights, like I had to redo it like six or seven times, right? You're like, so, I like, feel like I got my strategy, yeah, that... and I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was just I was really pumped about it, so. So the voice actor of Jeff is uh, Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. So that's at least uh, so, so. That's where all the fucking money went to the voice acting. Yeah, aim for Gohan. 
he made he might out like a bandit. He had to read like 20, 30 lines and then he's done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other one's famous too? I'm well I just looked up Jeff All right now. I'm looking up this the guy that played like the ones that have pictures, so like Zeke get the guy guy has a picture on IMDB, so I wanna look him up next. But now my internet's gone slow. Oh look, Matt Mercer is in this game. What does he play? He's famous. He plays Ingbert. Okay. Like, they're all uncredited. That's uh, why. It looks like everybody's from anime, it looks like. Well, does uh the guy that plays Jeff plays additional voices in Final Fantasy, so he can't be dead. <laughs> the Final Fantasy Seven remake, he plays additional voices. So maybe he'll be someone later on. I don't know. The guy, so the guy that plays Zeke plays Frankie in One Piece, apparently. Uh, Germany and Hatalia Axis Powers. Ishin Kurosaki in Bleach. And Alexis Dreyard Fairy Tale. I guess this is his most popular or well-known characters. I mean, he's got 527 fucking things he's in voice, so he ain't no fucking... Oh, he plays Doji on, on Yeast, so that's pretty significant. Oh, yeah. who, who does? The guy that plays that is Zeke? Yeah. Didn't I bitch about this? I think I bitched about this when I started playing the game because I hate that guy's voice. <laughs> Probably. It's my, oh, fuck, he's in Tales of Arise. Great. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, no. He's in, he's in, he's in so much shit. That voice is very, it's very iconic, but... Uh, good for these people for getting work, I guess. Yeah. Wait, what's ah, shit. Does, so, uh, does he play a main character in Tales of Arise? Uh, I didn't, I didn't really look. I didn't really want to know. Uh, but Brashen or Brassen, I assume it's a fairly important character. His, I mean, his, if he's in it, he's not gonna be. He's at least gonna be halfway decent. Uh, he plays a character named Zephyr. And Tales of Arise. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he plays. Oh, he plays two characters. It looks like he's Drashen and Zephyr. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, let's scroll down more. Oh, he's a he was a voice Naruto Tenchi. Yeah, these guys are probably like the they got some like decent voice acting, so that's that's why it's good. I mean, they know what they're doing. They didn't have yeah. much to work with, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Anyways, what are we on? Um, did you give your score, Joe? Uh, no, I went. Uh, uh, like, I was kind of nervous because the last game Nick picked was really bad. Like, Exist Archive was so bad, like so fucking boring. I was afraid that, like, you know, you like, like the years, the kind of gameplay you like is different than what I like, and and I don't know. I was kind of nervous, so. My expectations are pretty low, so maybe that's why I, I kind of went away with a better experience. Because, yeah, it's frustrating, but at least there's payoffs for the frustration, and so I really enjoyed the gameplay. I mean, the story was enough to like move, like not be totally boring, I guess. And I kind of want to see like the next like characters or, you know, I don't know. I I guess. I want to. I really want to see like how strong it gets. Uh, so if I could actually like own these guys, or if like if uh 
it was going to be a strategy the whole way. I mean, towards the end, you can kind of cheese it with the gun, so it's not too hard, but still, you still got, like, you still got to make the right moves. Any wrong move, you're dead, so. I mean, I'm, so, I'm like, you're a trooper, I'll give you that, because I was thinking, that, like, he's, he doesn't even like these kinds of games, the story sucks, like, <laughs> he's going to fucking be hating, like, trying to figure out this game, but you end up like. Yeah, you know, so. I like the experience, yeah. so I'm going to give it a four. Not bad. Usually when I... Four? All right. Yeah. yeah. I try to pick games for the show that, like, are going to be, like, well-known. Not well-known. So that's why I... Some... Oh, yeah, so I try to, like, pick games to talk about that are... Like less well known, just because I'm interested in them, and I assume like maybe there's a couple of people out there that are, might be interested in them too, as opposed to like just picking a bunch of popular shit because that's what everybody does. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so and then I just asked about how long it takes to do a mission, generally for us, and I said about thirty minutes for one that I would do in like one try, and then like up to an hour and a half or more for ones I had to retry a couple times. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. See it. There's some, like I was telling Nick uh, before the show, like the one S dungeon or the the S mine, like I think I took I took like three or four hours to finally just figure out how to do it, like to finally beat it with what the characters I had, and I figured out like if you keep the door closed, um, they can't like come attack, like they can't get you, so you can shoot them from far away. So that's how I beat that one. <laughs> Yeah, see, I mean, I like I said, I love Fire Emblem. I was I played them on like the harder settings on, especially in the newer ones where you have the choice between perma or whatever. And I'll spend hours and hours just fucking up and learning shit. This is, but decided just didn't have the time to do this shit this time right now. Not what was going on. Yeah, this one takes way more focus. Yeah, like. In a Fire Emblem, you can, like, move a couple of characters and then, like, put your shit in sleep mode or whatever and come back. Right! Look at the screen and be like, oh, that's what I was doing. And this one, you, like, yeah. you come back and you're like, uh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's why I couldn't fucking do it. Like, I would go make a round at work and then come back out and come back in and put that on, and then it's, like, game over. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, just can't do it. I don't want to time concentrate on shit like that anyways, really, because I'm always, like, fucking around my phone, or, like, at work, I'm, like, looking at, watching a sports fucking game, and, yeah, it's just, this game requires, this game requires a lot of concentration, so, I did like what I played, if I had to give it a score, I would say three and a half, but. Okay. Did I say my? All right. Yeah, you said four. Okay, yeah. All right, now moving on to replayability slash extra content. Uh, so this is typically reserved for when a game like gives you some extra shit to do at the end of the game or stuff that you can do that's completely optional, or like it has a really good robust new game plus mode where you can do a lot of like extra shit and like make cool like new indie and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so this game gets a one. Wait, <laughs> wait before you uh, say, before you give it a one. Don't don't forget that they had online mode, and that was pretty fun to play because you and I played that, and I kind of had fun like doing those maps. So 
Uh, well, yeah, but that's like not really replayability to me. That's just part of like the the gameplay, which we didn't really touch upon. Well, it's extra content, and, right? Uh, I guess. All right, fine. I'll <laughs> give it a two then. Because he just did not want to want on this game for some reason. <laughs> well, like here's the thing, like I like you can like you get these card packs or whatever, and like you can get different characters. And there's like I got the card where you're playing like that big ogre dude. That with the sword dick, and he fucking like destroys shit. It's fucking fun to play as that guy. Wait, so there's loot boxes in this game, basically? Uh, no, it's like a oh. trading card game thing. So you get like, oh. you get points for like completing missions or logging in, and then you open the card packs, and like you get like four cards, and you can do like low, medium, or high. And I'm I'm assuming they're trying to get like money from this game. Um, and they're gonna eventually make it pay to play or whatever, or make it so you can buy the packs. I don't think you can buy packs though. So you can't. I'm, I'm guessing they were going to try to, like, implement that if the game was successful, because the, the online is pretty fun. Like, uh, I had a lot of fun playing with Nick and like just doing the maps like co-op, like versus. I don't think I would have fun. I would get bored. But uh, uh, playing co-op where you're like, there's a mission like to beat. Like you have like a a bunch of uh, mobs are tr- attacking you, and you gotta fight them off, or you gotta get to uh, into um, like I don't know, into the, like the entrance of this place. But the, the guy guarding it is like super powerful. <clears throat> but um, you can pick like you can basically all the characters in the game are like options if you can get their card. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely unique working with somebody else because, like, I pick, I tried to pick more like support based characters because I knew he was bringing his big old badass guy. <laughs> but like, my guys that. would just get like fucking obliterated. And I'm like, man, this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, so uh, yeah, all right. So there's the multiplayer shit which you can do, but it's dead. So unless you have somebody to play with, you can't really play that. Um, and then, like we just kind of talked about before, New Game Plus, which really sucks because you just get like two extra scenes and shit, and uh, it doesn't really add anything valuable to the game, in my opinion. So I don't really think it's worth doing the New Game Plus, unless like you really, really like playing the game or you're for some reason. Right. But you can always start a new game at any time. Like you actually, you get actively penalized. Like you can't play the DLC if you do the New Game Plus. So like they take shit away from you. That's fucking dumb. Like, it's so like it's it's the worst. The new game plus is worse than just playing the game over from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's ter- that's a terrible but, decision. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna get two for me, I guess. So fuck it. Uh, what do what do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, also two. Um, there's no real reason to play it again. Like, there's like I feel like it's kind of like a trick. Like some of these battles, I think. It makes it feel like there's another way, but there's no one that's done it yet. Like, there's like uh, this dra- like when you go fight that big dragon, or you can fight the dragon, or you can pick a weapon. And if you fight the dragon, I guess you get a sword. But also, um, if you take a weapon, then you gotta fight your way back to the the beginning of the stage. Or if you like heal the dragon, if you throw like a potion at him, like. It'll he'll like attack all the mobs and like kill them. So like there's like little things like that that's like so weird. Like 
that's cool. Like when you're getting the pluton, like the whole pluton thing, you can put it back on the shelf, or you can attack them. But like you gotta figure out. Like I feel, I feel like there's a way you can get like unlimited pluton, but I don't think anybody's figured it out yet. But I feel like there's a way. So it's like I think there's some stuff in there, but they don't make it obvious, or it could be just nothing. Like I don't want to waste my time, and like and then it ends up to be nothing. <laughs> Well, if you play it again, you got to submit a speedrun because there isn't one on there. I'm and y'all have a speedrun champion of Natural Doctrine. Hey, world record. Yeah. Yeah, it finally has something important on the show. <laughs> that means I gotta record the shit. That's a pain in the ass. I gotta buy a fucking Elgato or whatever. Yeah, no thanks. Or I guess you could stream it on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. They They save it, don't they? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know how you gotta do it to be, like, official, though. Yeah. It's gotta be one sitting. I ain't gonna sit here for 20-plus hours playing Natural Doctrine straight. That's kind of funny. Uh, that's how it works. Yeah, f- yeah fuck that. So, Alright, uh, so, uh, do you have any opinions on, like, replayability or extra content? I'm um, not really. I mean, I All right. didn't really look into it enough. I'll just give you two as well, just uniform fair um okay so uh we're now at the end of and uh we'll do the last musical break um which is going to be the end credits theme which is something like king uh, crimson or some shit yeah king crimson or some shit which is like i guess actually like a, a song from like the 70s or something by a rock band and he just like covered it for the end of credits so that's that i guess let's have a listen
All right, so that's it for this episode of the RPG Show. As you guys probably have guessed, the next game we're doing is Disco Elysium, and I think we've uh, said that before in another episode, so it's not like really a surprise. Um, but then after Disco Elysium, it's my pick, and I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet. Uh, I have been thinking Ogre Battle 64. No, wait. It's, I... No, it's not your pick. It's a. Uh... Oh, you're right. Fuck my bad, Travis. My bad. It's we're doing tells of the Rise. I was thinking, damn, did I did I think that I had the next pick and I really don't? <laughs> Shit, my bad. Yeah, we're doing tells of the Rise again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you? Are you? You're doing Ogre Battle? I. Yeah, but I guess I've been so excited about thinking about it. I either want to do Ogre for or I want to do Super Mario RPG. Okay. Um, because I've been thinking about it, like I, the benefit. So the benefit of doing Super Mario RPG is that it's like a fifteen-hour game or something like that. So it would be pretty quick, and it's a really, I think, or maybe twenty hours. That's something. It's it's not a long game, but yeah, it's not. Uh, I also think it's like one of the best RPGs ever made. Uh, it's great. So I think most people, it would probably give us hits, which is whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. But it'd be, it'd be a nice change for me picking some potentially really shitty game for you guys to play and it'd be something nice for you guys that would be enjoyable i would say i would assume um but then also i like i really love ogre battle 64 my only issue with that is i think it's only available on the wii u yes yeah, wii like, u shop i i have it i bought it i um yeah i told you before i i was gonna play it because i was like damn this game's supposed to be awesome and then i saw like all the shit it was for the tutorial, and I'm like, I don't think I was gonna play Mario, Paper Mario right now. <laughs> yeah, so Overwatch 64 is kind of the same. Like, it's more of a, a game that I would pick for the show because it's complicated. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of systems. There's lots of hidden systems, and you have to like. It's one of those games where if you want to like get a good ending or like actually like really enjoy your time playing the game, you have to read a bunch of supplementary material that people who have played the game before you have learned and decided to share so you can ha be adequately adequately equipped for the game so like understand what the fuck you're doing uh so it's more of an investment as opposed to just something willy-nilly we could play like super mario rpg so i'll keep yeah it, i mean i really want to play i do want to play it so uh, i guess we would probably have uh all have different so how is this, does the story branch off in like crazy different directions, like Tactics Ogre, or is it just like, yeah. okay, so. Your, depending on your chaos frame, I believe, and then also uh, some options, you, some choices you make in the story, you get, I think there's two paths. So there's only really two paths that split on. Um, and then, well, so they have these things where like you, sometimes you have to choose which mission to go to, and you have the choice between like two or three options. And whatever one you pick, like, it locks you off of the other two missions. So sometimes that changes the story path a little bit. Like, the the ending, I believe, is still the same no matter what you do. It just a bit, uh, depends on your chaos frame, uh, which is the hidden uh, thing that you can't keep track of. You have to, like, keep track of it with pen and paper or something. Because so, every time you capture or... You, so when you go to take a town in a mission, you can either capture it or liberate it. Capturing is... Uh, bad. It lowers your chaos frame, and uh, liberating a town is good. It raises your chaos frame. So when you capture, I think it lowers your chaos frame by two. If you liberate, it raises it by one. But the only way to liberate is to capture the town, or enter just enter the town with a uh, a unit that has a alignment that's close to the alignment of the city that you're you're about to take. 
and I don't know if it's like plus or minus like 10, 15 or 20, but it's like, you have to be pretty close to what the, like the, the alignment of the population of the town for it to be liberated. Otherwise it gets captured. So like most people get the really shitty ending where they have a chaos frame of zero because they just kind of capture every town they don't give a shit. So it's very difficult to manage your chaos frame because they don't show it anywhere. And then keeping your units alignments where you need them to be is hard too because lawful characters only get more lawful when they fight enemies that are weaker or that are stronger than them and you can't kill every enemy in a unit otherwise you get chaos points so you're more likely to have chaotic uh, units because like when you fight your characters might be over leveled and if you're fighting weaker enemies you get chaos points and if you completely eliminate every enemy in the unit you get chaos points so like it's it's, it's a lot to manage if you're trying to like have like a perfect playthrough and get like a really high chaos frame or, and good ending shit or whatever. Uh, but if you don't really give a fuck, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna. Uh, on my first playthrough, I'll probably not. Oh, well, I probably will only play it once in my life, anyways. But yeah, I'm probably not gonna stress over. Yeah. All that. Do you, do you, did you play Tactics Ogre? Uh, which one? That uh, not a Lotus, the Wheel of Time, or the what? The one thing I remade. The, the one thing I remade into let us clean together. Uh, yeah. Did you like that game a lot? Uh, I mean they're fine. I've never like finished a tactics ogre game because I usually. I kind I kind of want to pick that. Down, as, okay. I get bogged down with the grinding. I think because I feel like you have to grind a lot, and then also there's like. Oh, that game is way fucking grindier than FFT. Like it takes forever to fucking get job points in uh, tactics ogre compared to FFT. Yeah. Yeah, I think I used to get bored of grinding, and I, I always quit. Well, see, what I did, and when I played it, is, I don't know if you remember, like, the bird character that has an arrow, that has, like, the bow, yeah, Canopus. Yeah, I abused the fuck, abused the fuck out of him, Roll, steamrolled the fucking game until you get to the final chapter, and then, <laughs> then you really gotta play the fucking game, and my characters were garbage, so I'm looking at, like, eight hours of grinding, and I was like, nah, fuck this. Damn. This, I think the story is actually better than Final Fantasy Tactics, so, I, I kind of want to sure. play... Ogreback 64, too, because I imagine it's probably really good. Uh, yeah, the plot's pretty good. I only, Matsuno didn't do that one, I don't think, but... No, but I think all the Ogre games have a decent plot. Like, I like... Yeah, it's like political cool shit, and like not yeah. your typical stupid hero gonna save the world. Yeah, it's not like some fucking tween who's like, Yeah. Hey, I got magic powers, let's go save the day. It's like, wow, these people are being abused by the nobility... Or whatever, and there's like a revolution, or and then like you kind of follow the re revolution, in, and then like the people in the revolution aren't good either. Like there's bad people there too, because it's like real life. There's bad people fucking everywhere, and it's like shit happens, and your character's like reacting to actual like stuff that's going on in the world, not just like oh we're in a new town, let's have a beach party. Right. Uh, like what the fuck? Like, oh hot springs, let's go peep on the girls. Like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah, it needs some more grit in some of these fucking games, so. Yeah. Uh. Did, did you, does everybody have Tales of Arise already? Yeah. Um, I do. Okay. I got a, I got a free code, I'm still waiting on my collector's edition, but. Oh, yeah, did you, did you get, like, the big box collector's edition? Is that what you got from, yeah. directly from Bank? Yeah, I've seen the big fucking thing in uh, another uh, Discord channel where they posted it. I'm like, god damn, that thing's huge. Yeah, it was expensive, too, so. At least you got a free code for it too, so. I know that was like, that was fucking awesome. I wasn't expecting that, so now I got the PS4 and the PS5 version, so I'm like, hell yeah. 
Uh, are you gonna open your collector's edition, or are you just gonna keep it? Back, uh, I'm like, gonna open it because it comes with all the costume codes, which is what I wanted to mention to you guys. Um, if you plan on buying DLC, some of the costumes come with arts that are exclusive to that costume, and some of them are OP as fuck, apparently. So, I don't know if you want to like, look into that, spend a couple bucks for a code or a costume that will help you play the game or not. I probably will. Okay. You don't really need them, but because uh, I guess the game's not that hard, but apparently some of these abilities, like, one of them is apparently hard to aim at misses a lot, but, like, the equivalent, like, strongest skill for that character does, like, 10k damage one hit, but this ability does, like, 10 hits of 10k damage, and it, like, just melts shit, but it's hard to hit or something. So, like, some of the the DLC costumes are like, what the fuck? Like, you're really paying to win, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just see how much I like the fucking combat. I usually tend to like them. Hopefully they have some harder settings. I haven't heard anybody really say one way or the other. Is there a difficulty setting for the trophy? No, you can play it on the easy No. Game. Never is, I don't think. Usually there is for a Trails game, but this one's the easiest platinum by far. It's apparently only 60 hours, and like... Normally, in a oh, game. what usually is it? Because a lot of those Tales games, you don't you like. I know the last two I played, you unlock more difficulties as you go along. Well, you still so, have to do like the new game plus still somehow. With oh, the- so you probably just keep it on the hardest setting or something, or a harder setting. Uh, well, yeah, like well, like so, Grace's F, like you can change the difficulty whenever as long as you locked it. But then, like people, unless you grind it a lot or like the uh, experience times 10 or whatever, and, exp- and like gold times 10 and shit. And then like, there's like, sometimes you miss like a stupid thing, like you didn't identify a monster, or like you miss a chest somewhere, so you have to new game plus play. There's only one missable in Arise, I think. Okay. So, so I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully it's fucking fun. Um, well, it's the best reviewed trail, uh, Tales game yet, as far as I can tell. So apparently, people think it's really great. Every like pretty much everybody in the RB Gamer channel was raving on it, except for the one guy who listens to the show from Texas or whatever. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't think it's bad or whatever, but he doesn't think it's nowhere near as good as everybody's saying. And I'm like, fuck. I hope I don't. Hope it's not a God of War thing for me, or I fucking go in with like that, thinking it's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm just like, eh, it's okay, but. Well, I guess we'll find out soon. I guess apparently is really dark and it doesn't really have the charm and the and like the skits and it's like they're not really as comical as they have been in the past, which I might enjoy, but I guess I can see why that might turn some people off. Oh yeah, I that I'm more about that then because I, I, my problem with skits half the time are like you walking around and like. Like oh look, it's a beach ball! Ha ha! Let's kick the beach ball around! Isn't the world great? And like they're like right after like some like travesty just happened i'm like this really does not work for me like why are they happy <laughs> yeah i mean now. i think a lot of times in tales games i kind of like it but in most games i don't like the small talk dialogue but yeah well like it does flesh out the characters like when you'll be walking around and then like hey what's your favorite food and then somebody be like i like jelly on toast and they're like just jelly on toast that's so boring i like and then like some like random fancy food and people like just rag on the character for liking this fancy shit that nobody else is eating and stuff and it's like okay like this is stuff like real people do so that's cool i think the skits are usually pretty decent and as long as you like the characters if you don't like the characters then it's 
fucking me- meaningless. Yeah. But let's get to pretty like short to like a minute, minute and a half sometimes. So it's like it takes that much time, and it's like a nice little thing. And you can skip them a lot of times if you want. You don't have to listen to the shit. So yeah. Um. But all right. So how how much more do you have left on disco? I'm hoping I can finish it tomorrow. I don't know. Uh. So I learned in disco that there is only one task that you need to complete to finish the game. You don't have to do anything else in the game. So you can technically speed run the game in like a couple hours or something like that if you really want to. And that is in the the fishing area, the big old mural on the wall. You have to like yeah. pass a shivers test for that. That's the only task in the game you have to do. So once you do that, you pretty much go to the end game. That's like the last thing. So when so you about the wall that the skull girl painted? No, no, no. No. Yep. So you probably oh. haven't seen it yet, but if you go to the, the fishing village, like you go near the church... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm there. Like, if you go west of the church, there's a, a mural wall that you have to pass a shivers check for. But the more, oh. you do, like, if you do a bunch of tasks, like, you do all the, the quests in the church, like, for the drug, uh, druggy nightclub people, and then the girl that's in there, you do, like, you can go on a date with that uh, fisherwoman. Yeah. And, uh, like you do a bunch of tasks, and each task you do, like you usually get like plus two or plus three, like to the roll for the mural thing. And once you get enough tasks done, you can just pretty much instant pass the the check. Uh, but that's the only check in the game you have to actually do. That's the only one that you're required to do. To are you talking about? You're talking about inside the church by the computer? No. No. I'm talking like, like you. Kid, like, there's like a kid and an uh, adult like looking at the mural, and you like. They're like, look oh, the guy, the guy I try to get money from, he wouldn't give me his fucking money. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, that fucking barrel was important at all. Well, you gotta, yeah. you gotta go into that building and then go underneath the building, and you gotta figure out how to get it. But uh, because because I uh, I did the church thing first, I guess I like ran up the thing like a spider monkey, <laughs> and I went to the roof first. <laughs> so. Okay, well, hopefully, I'm 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 almost. I think I'm like halfway through day four. I'm just trying. I like the game, but I'm trying to wrap this motherfucker up so I can start a rise. Well, I waited to do that, so I did a bunch of shit during the daytime, and like I had it was like one in the morning, and I'm like, well, let me do fuck it, and I did that, and it's like, okay, you're on the you're in the end game now. I'm like, shit, and like so I did all this like this. I don't want to spoil stuff for you, but like I I was kind of doing stuff, and it's like two in the morning. And everybody, all the characters are outside. They're normally supposed to be sleeping, but everybody's outside at two in the morning. I'm like, uh, it's all dark. What's going on? Maybe I'm supposed to do this during the daytime. Oh shit! But yeah, so once you do that, you're like you're like you're on the last day at that point. So all okay. good. Do that. I'm about to finish up. Yeah, I have nothing to do tomorrow. It's supposed to rain, so hopefully I get a good three or four hours in and try to nip this thing in the bud. I guess so. I'm pretty. I imagine I gotta be fairly close to the end. I mean. Close. So. All right. Well, uh, anything anybody else want to say before we wrap up? Um, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. Nope. Alrighty. So, thanks for uh, sticking around and listening. If you managed to stick along, uh, we do have a Discord. Uh, I know we keep harping on it. Uh, I haven't seen anybody new in a while, but more than. Uh, uh, more than happy to have some new people. Come yeah, actually, we had it. Like, we had a couple people who were chatting here and there, but like that Mick dude and a couple other people, but I ain't seen them all in like, months. Yeah, like that like, tank guy showed up, then he stopped showing up. Yeah. 
Probably because racist ass fucking first Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Um, I haven't seen him in a while either, which is. Yeah, there's no one at him, please. Do this act like this don't break up coding. Oh man. Uh, we also have an email. You can email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail.com or you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, we do have an Amazon Amazon affiliate link. You can click uh, if you want to make your purchases through that. Siphon some money away from Jeff Bezos so he doesn't go on any more rocket trip ship or uh, rocket ship trip. Also, shout out to Lewis if you're listening. Give Nick his fucking money. <laughs> uh, I'm never gonna see those for, that forty dollars. <laughs> uh, oh well. Uh, you can always check our friends out, Blaine and James, on the <laughs> Is It Worth It podcast. Uh, and then whenever uh, Cujo and Blaine do the video games, the movie, you can check that out as well. Uh, shit, is there anybody else I got a reference? I don't remember. I think that's it. No, I think you're good. Alrighty. Well, uh, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right. That was good. Uh, Kevin's like, good. <laughs> What? I ain't saying bye. I said bye. <laughs> he said bye. Oh, I didn't hear him. My bad.